Welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. It's me, Andrew. And I'm here today with my best friend and compatriot. <laughs> Corey, how you doing? Exactly. You know what? How you doing, There's Corey? an art to being a compatriot, and sometimes you just mix the two. It's a compatriot. Mm-hmm. And I'm humble, you know? All right. I think you said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can start again. It's uh, however you want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't I thought either. that was, you know what? Perfection's not the right word. What I will say is stunning, accurate performance. And yep, I, that's his... you know, I bleed, I bleed goodness. All right, so this is uh, your favorite <laughs> horror cucks, and uh, we're here. <laughs> I wanted to start off, you know, we're talking about bleeding because we're talking about a horror movie. There's today. a little bit in this movie, I'd say. Yeah, we're talking about some <laughs> some some horrific stuff today. It's it's pretty wild. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I would. I mean, you fucking have to, right? Um, and so uh, we're in the heat, Corey, of our October horror spectacular. Indeed, I love it. Oh. It's my favorite time of year. Again, Corey, nipples got hard. Yeah. Um, Ghouls, <laughs> stools, love a ghoul. Uh, so yeah, we're right in the middle of October. We just finished off that heinous summer. Remember how hot it was, Corey? It was hot. It was, um, you know what? That global warming. Ain't she a bitch? Oh, Corey, I don't have time for your fake fucking <laughs> <laughs> liberal ideas. <laughs> you lib fuck. <laughs> you know, they still get away with libtard. I was going to say, I, I almost said it and I was like, I'm not going to say that because yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that's too on the line for me. It should be on the line for everybody, but I don't know, you know. How are we allowed to say that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't think anyone I don't think is. We're allowed but... to say it. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're. Uh, yeah. How do I put it? Fucking decent human beings. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm not going to use the word "tard." Sorry. No. Unless I'm no. referring to a diss. Now let's break that down, Corey. <laughs> Did you say diss tard? Oh, a tardis, Doctor Who. Once again, this is your horror cucks. Uh, <laughs> and let me tell you, Andrew, I've never seen a single episode of any of the Doctor Who seasons. Not one drop. Corey, I'm going to tell you something even sadder. For certain people, I've pretended like I've watched <laughs> oh, Doctor Who oh, episodes. Oh. That's, a little, that's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. I'm straight up. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you some of the Doctor Who's that have come and gone. Uh-huh. A Matt Smith, a David Tennant, the other one. Uh, <laughs> uh, the old guy, the, old one, the woman, the woman, the doctor was a woman. <laughs> the doctor was a woman, Corey. I know. Last season, um, I believe and that, I, and this is going to be shocking. People lost their fucking minds about it. Yeah, <laughs> if you can believe it. I think I read that uh, the uh, the guy from Sex Education who plays Shuti mm-hmm. was cast as perhaps a doctor, and David Tennant's coming back somehow. I don't know. Who knows? Who keeps track of all this? Yeah, not me. I think we've already established that. By the way, I'm pretty sure the people I've lied to about seeing Doctor Who are listening to this episode, so that should be a fun conversation. Sorry, we're liars. Well, I'm not a liar. I'm straight up. Yeah, Corey's always straight up with it. Um, So does that make you, just out of curiosity? If I'm straight up, you know, and you're Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you're still listening. <laughs> Again, like thank you. On topic. Yeah. We're, 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 this is on you topic. You know what? God damn it. We are very on topic about it. <laughs> this, With this movie, it makes the perfect sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we're in October, hot summer. Corey believes in global warming. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you get that from, Corey. But I don't either. We're in the middle of spooky season. There's only three months left, and then it's Oscar season again, which is the busiest time of year for us. Mm-hmm. Especially after this last ox- uh, Oscar. Oscar. Yep. Oh, boy. What a shaker that one was. I, you know what? I, no one can deny it, Corey. Mm. No one can deny it. But nobody came in to listen to us talk about the 2022 Oscars. Nobody. Indeed. So, mm-hmm, so we're not going to Hey, let's not even bring it up. No. But anyway, like I said, it's 100% October. It's fall time. We're feeling good. Corey, what are you going for as Halloween this year? What am I going for? I believe. Hmm. I was not, right. I was not ready for this. <laughs> I, I would not believe it. <laughs> so, well, I'll just spoil it for the audience. You're going as a TARDIS, right? You're going as a TARDIS. <laughs> yep, you're going as the TARDIS. Uh, the embodiment yep. of a TARDIS. Yeah, and I'm going as uh, the female Doctor, whose name I don't know. I think so. I think she's just called Doctor. Do you mean the actor? Yeah, me the actor. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give her credit, but as you can see, I'm a a, a straight up turf. Um, yes. Well, your term. You know what? A manimalist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't you don't minimize don't minimalize terms. Well anyway, Corey, They're remember people, the... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're in the heat of October. <laughs> the nice yeah. heat of October. Uh, and it's been a busy year for us. We've had a lot going on this year. James Bond and all. Mm. But we've decided to set aside four weeks. This month, for just you horror freaks out there. Ooh, and you guys are oh. freaking freaks, too. I mean, let's be honest, Nasty. they're kind of gross. Nasty. Very. Ugh. The emails we get, you can't even masturbate to them. It's real weird. You've tried. <sighs> Corey, every time I read them. And you cap it at, at four minutes of try. And then you're. if it didn't happen, it's not going to. Look. I'm, an, I'm getting older, Corey. I, time is prescient. Let's face facts here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, 29's been hard for me. And so... Oh. What a strong year for you, my guy. I, I know. <laughs> Proud of you. Next year, I'm going to turn 30. The dirty 30s. Year. Hey, <laughs> I'll welcome you with open arms just like uh, Steve from Journey. <laughs> Do you remember his last name? <laughs> Are you referring to Steve Perry? Yeah, yeah. All right. Just there blanked on it. Just blanked on it. <laughs> I, I noticed right away. Um, but yeah, so we've had a real busy year so far, but we're glad to bring a horror movie to you. Indeed. Now, Corey, we got to really talk about because we're just ending the summer movie season. Ooh, and what a season it was. I, I mean to tell you, <laughs> there was so much going on. Oh, we watched Michael Keaton come back as Batman. You that know what? <laughs> what a film. What a film. And you know what? I think that Ezra... Ezra? Ezra. Yeah, I, I'm glad they recast Ezra as Ezra Miller. The yeah. less, the one that's less prone to violence, deviance, and uh, just all around lunacy. To say the least. But I think we can all agree. Ezra Miller. 
Our favorite comedic actor, probably. <laughs> Not well. He's no Jared Leto. Um, I'll no, say that. No, I mean we all know that. Uh, Maurizio. Uh, yeah, loved. I Michael was actually Keaton. referring to him in his DC role as the Joker, since that would be in line with what we're. On. Fair enough, Corey. But um. I, I just saw that that movie is available for me to stream without paying for it, and damn it, I might just <laughs> just to see how bad it is. Oh, it's it's as bad as you imagine it could be, Corey. But at the same it's... time, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. So, and I still haven't forgiven Will Smith for everything he's done. So. Two Oscars in a row. For Will Smith? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes. And he did a great job in Emancipation. (laughs) He sure did, Corey. Remember how no one, and I mean no one complained about the Flash movie? How everybody just let it be... Didn't have shitty comments to say about Michael Keaton. Just, you know, let the movie go. I yeah. loved that. You know, <laughs> I loved they, that. they said it was Birdman 2. They sure did. And I would say the rest of that movie's title, but an unexpected virtue of blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? Okay. Well, not you, apparently. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we all had to see Guardians Part 3. We watched that. We had to see it. I mean... At this point, how can you not? The finale not? of the Guardians franchise. It's sad. Remember how it ended? We won't spoil it, of course, but it was super sad. Um, You know what? This shit doesn't even affect me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I just can't believe Sly Stallone in that movie. <laughs> I always forget he is actually in those movies. Yeah, thousand percent. Yep. Did you ever read the original Guardians that Blaine and I got? We got the first series. No. Yeah, and Yondu is like it's straight straight up. A, he's a straight up a good guy, and it's Yondu, and the uh, and Sly Stallone's character and a lot of his pals from Guardians, and they're all it's like before they're bad Ravagers. They're just straight up good guys. I, you know what? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you can let me borrow it sometime. It's uh, old. I'd read it. It's old. It is <laughs> it's, it's boring. Oh. Yeah, and Yondu's what? got, like, the full tall mohawk, but it, he doesn't have, like, the whistle thing yet. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'll let you decide. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, of course, of course, Corey, we saw Fast X. You definitely. Or Fast 10. Hey, no one was more excited than you were. You know, I love a good car movie, especially superheroes driving cars. And I don't know about you, Corey, but when Jason Momoa showed up. It made sense. made perfect sense. And, of course, John Cena, when he showed up, that made even more sense. They said, let's get the Samoan out of here and bring in the Mayoran, because that's what we need. Yep, it was a is, weird line. Isn't that Momoa? I think he's. Does he have like New Zealand heritage, or is he from? Elsewhere? Are you talking about Jason Momoa? Yeah. No. Is he Hawaiian? I don't know. You know what? I don't know if it's for us to decide. No, it's not. In fact, <laughs> but I think we can both agree that we were on the floor in surprise when 
105-year-old Rita Moreno showed up as abuela. (laughs) She truly is an abuela. She's a a great abuela at this point. I mean, honestly, shocked that Rita Moreno showed up in that movie. And audience, gear up, literally, for our fast season coming soon. Yep, it'll be Corey and Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one's more excited than Andrew. He's so excited, he can't even do it. I won't be able to talk. I won't be able to talk. I won't be able to fucking breathe. I you know what? Another room. My nephew would probably love to be on that season. <laughs> I'll bring him. He can record with you guys. And then, of course, we had Little Mermaid. Uh, Which he refused to see. For, uh, well, for, I think... for personal reasons, right? <laughs> yeah, I had the flu. Um, uh, um, and so I didn't go. I didn't go to that. And uh, I think that was your mistake, and one that you'll never live down. Mm-hmm. And, listen, nobody wanted to see Melissa McCartney as Ursula more than I did. I mean, it just fits. It just fits. And seeing Javier Bardem as King Triton? Come on. Well, coming come back, on. but just call me crazy. Yeah. Aren't we getting tired of uh, straight people playing gay women, gay roles? <laughs> Ursula? It's the gayest role of all time in Disney. It, listen, Ursula is 100% a drag queen. Yeah. I think we can all... It, Ursula drawing was based on Divine. Yeah, thousand I mean, percent. Yeah. we got to be honest about it. Um, why was Harvey Firestein not called about it? That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'd love that. That would be amazing. Okay. I, Corey, they'd print money if that was the case. I would, I would, I would sprint to the local movie theater. Uh, in a Ursula? fucking heartbeat? Are you kidding me? What's the Little Mermaid's name again? Uh, Ariel, Corey? Ariel. Ariel, <laughs> get down here. I can't do a very good Harvey. I, I gotta Ariel. be honest. I don't, I don't just... know if Harvey can even talk anymore. No. <laughs> it's just gravel in his mouth, in his throat. Yeah, I don't know if there's any voice left in that. You way. look like mom. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You look like mom. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Uh, remember when I told you my neighbors were uh, having a party <laughs> next door? Is this fireworks? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that the two hours we talked before we started recording, <laughs> not a peep. Not a peep. Nope. <laughs> and now they're going haywire. Indeed. Good for so them. Uh, we welcome the listeners Nothing to like our a Halloween neighbors. fireworks show. God, they're great at it, aren't they? <laughs> they love it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we saw the Little Mermaid, or you did. I refuse, uh, because of my flu. Uh, and of course, of course, I know. Now, Corey, I sat this one out, and my uh, the reason was yeah, this reasoning was a little simpler. Uh, I refuse to see these movies, but you saw Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> Remember did. that? Truly did. <laughs> yeah. You saw it right back in June. I know. I I saw it, but (laughs) remind me who the lead is in this one. Yeah. uh, Holy shit. Um, (laughs) How could I forget this? Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Oh. (laughs) And and she had co-lead, second on the call sheet, with Peter Dinklage, of course. Talk about Michelle. Whoa. Whoa. Um, Yeah, how could you forget? (laughs) And then, of course, Anthony Ramos. 
You know what? I like Anthony Ramos. Big fan. You don't seem to remember him in this movie. No, I don't. Um, Peter Dinky. How could I forget? (laughs) Corey, I got to tell you. The second I saw that Transformer as a gorilla, (laughs) I... I... Transformables. They're in it. You got Dinobots and you got Gorilla Bots, baby. Why are we still spending $300 million <laughs> on these movies? And they fucking make their money, though. Yeah. I mean... That's the reason. <laughs> does Michael Bay just not have any dignity left? No. I mean, what? I, it's a stupid question, I know. Long gone, my friend. But I'm trying to figure out... The, the Transformer movies are made simply for bros and... The Chinese movie market is all I'm guessing. Because they, I can't imagine why you would sit through. How how long was it? Do you remember, Corey? Uh, it was two hours and forty five minutes for sure. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I gotta tell you, it probably could just do an hour and a half. Be set. <laughs> They're all about that long. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay yeah. loves a three hour movie of just nonstop bullshit i think i would definitely say his dignity was fully in the trash when he decided to make one of the most uh, one of our nation's worst tragedies at pearl harbor into like a michael bay action movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and i think the cherry on top was it happened to be one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> also really bad yeah yeah it if anybody listen if you're an actor do yourself a favor Take a master class in acting by watching the scene in Pearl Harbor where Ben Affleck tells the recruiter that he can't read. It's it's a scene. I don't it's remember that real... scene, but I believe you. Oh. You, you got two of the sleepiest actors as Lee co-leads. <laughs> With yeah, Josh Hartnett. Can't ask for more. <laughs> can't ask for more. What? And, and you know what? Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful actor, actresses of all time, Kate Beckinsale. But right. I'm willing to admit that she is not always so great on the, on the silver screen. <laughs> you mean she's had her ins and outs? Is what she's had her ins and outs. You know, I think when she did the sixth Underworld movie, I oh, think we... <laughs> what a rough one that one was. Uh, let's be honest. I think one was great. Two, I like two. I like two. I'm okay with two. I'll sit through two. But after, But three and up... No thanks. Are you throwing in the prequel that she was not in? Oh, did not know there was a prequel. There was. So there was. Was it worth my time, Corey? I like the prequel. Michael Sheen's back. Oh, because okay. he's super old, right? He's the, the oldest lichen. Well, that's a little, that was still alive at that point. Now that you wasn't the oldest lichen, um, mm-hmm. he's back and he is. He makes the movie good because Michael Sheen. Love Michael Sheen. Talk about a great actor. He can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. I don't remember the lead's name. Also, um, obviously, who's back is, uh, oh man, the lead, the 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 vampire king or whatever. Oh, God, Bill Nee, Bill Nee, Bill Nee, he Nee, he. I've never known how to say that that name. No, no, I, we're close enough. It could People be Nye. It could about. be Bill Nye, the science, the science guy. guy. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's he's in it and it's his actual daughter and how that whole tragedy happens. I I like it. First, so if I'm counting those first three, first three is yeah. solid for me. Okay, 
All right. I recommend. Well, all right. I'll write it down. But now, Corey, I rushed. You and I both rushed back to the movie theater for fucking Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We what wanted a comeback. to see. Uh, everybody's talking about how much they loved it. And I have to agree. Harrison Ford to be 93 years old and doing some of the work in that movie is just great. <laughs> I got to tell you, Harry Harry Ford's making a little bit of a he's having a little renaissance this year. Well, now, yeah. Did you watch any of Shrinking? No, 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 I did not. Pretty good. I, I had to save up my Ford energy for Indiana Jones. So he's got he's thrown his comedy chops in. He was also in 1903, a dad show for sure. Uh, <laughs> and let's be honest. Uh a uh, January 6th show. <laughs> they... Come on. I like it. And I listen, have no affiliation. You can't listen, prove I was there. I know you tried to. Listen, Blaine said it best. Not everybody who watches Yellowstone was part of January 6th. But everyone who was part of January watches Yellowstone. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's right about that. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Uh, and look, Kevin Costner says it all over the country. He loves it. He loves that people associate him with that. Um, and good for him and good for the Paramount Network. You know they what? Really they're needed. making that money. They're mm-hmm. making money hand over fist. I mean, people love that show so much that they just had to figure out two spinoffs for that fucking show immediately. Yeah. Uh, working mm-hmm. on a third. That's more modern day. They bought a whole fucking, the most famous ranch in Texas just so they could do a spinoff show. Slash, I just think the guy, I think the writer just is like now obsessed with the whole ranching thing. He was before, but you know. Oh, he's, this is now his thing? All right. It's well, good for him. his thing now. Okay. Wow. You know, that's another show. Never seen a second of. All right. You're, well, it's okay. I, I actually think you'd like it. Here's what okay. I'll say about it. I'll give it, I'll give it credence in that it's got, there's like a, Call it a Western Game of Thrones with some Sopranos thrown in there. That's the vibe it gives. Well, okay. I kind of dig that vibe. <laughs> I might have to get on this. Because they're, like, obsessed with trying. Like, the whole thing is, like, who's going to own the land? I'm going to fucking kill you to own the land. Wow. And there's a lot of killing. Like, they just fucking kill people, kill people left and right. This is the vibe I got from Costner. Is he, like, an anti-hero? He's not, like, the best dude. But he's definitely... He's not an anti-hero. Is he Tony Soprano-like? He's a little softer than Tony Soprano. Oh. He's not straight the, up doing the killing. He's telling a lot of people to do it. Well, you know what? He's definitely been responsible for a lot of people die. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, this isn't the, <laughs> the ultimate TV show ranking podcast. Yeah. It's the movie ranking podcast, and we got to talk about Mads Mikkelsen making a real comeback in Dial of Destiny. I love Remember Mads. Remember him? You know I love Mads. I got to tell you. I can 100% say, Corey, and listen, before I even saw the movie, I can tell you this. I liked him so much better in this than I did Casino Royale. Okay, you're always going to say that. Yeah, I can tell you this. You saw the trailer and said that. Uh, This is true. This is 100% true. You also saw the trailer and said, okay, don't see them swinging around like monkeys or George of the Jungle on on branches, so Mm -hmm. that's a plus. It can be a plus, yes. I don't don't see see any Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Don't see Shia. No sign of Shia anywhere. I could not believe, though, that Antonio Banderas was in it. Antonio. Antonio. And that one time he uh, he said, Zorro. (laughs) (laughs) 
in in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, just when he you was like what? in an interview, he was like, "Have you seen Zorro? Do y'all 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 Brett Zorro?" You know what? An even weirder thing he said about Zorro since you bring it up. Mm. Did you hear that news? No. Wow. Okay, so Antonio Banderas, a uh, Spanish man, Spanish descent. Nobody can uh, deny that. That's true. They asked him, they said, would you do Zorro again? And he said, no, I think Tom Holland should be Zorro. You know, the most Spaniard kid on the face of the earth. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but Anthony Hopkins was the previous Zorro. Oh, Again, so not a good choice on their there, part. There's precedent. <laughs> not a good choice. <laughs> the, 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 quite literally, there's already precedent. And if I'm not mistaken, maybe in brownface in that movie, maybe in brownface. Yeah, got a little touch, a touch of it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. said, let's give you a little twisty mustache, and that'll that'll do it. Yeah. But I think the most egregious of all of this was Sean Connery as a Spaniard in Highlander. Oh yeah, I mean you just. <laughs> And he's not even trying to do a Spanish. Not at all. all. Not at all. Uh, they do a real Arnold Schwarzenegger in which they don't try to explain anything about him. Why would they? We don't want it. We don't need it. Don't need it. He's we an alien. Apparently, he's an alien. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Highlander two, but that's. I think that's a plot. Uh, now, a movie neither one of us saw was The Equalizer Part Three. We definitely didn't see that this year. And is Denzel in that one? Yeah. <laughs> Corey, come on. Of course he's still in that. As McCall. You know who the villain was in Equalizer 2? No. Pedro Pascal. America's star child these days. Oberyn Martell? Oberyn Martell. Wow. And and, uh, the Mando himself. And Joel from The Last of Us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also Narcos. Can't remember his character's name. You know what I just realized? We didn't explain to the audience why Bland and Jill aren't here. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, they went to church. Uh, they watched this movie and had to go to church immediately. Yeah, They're doing you know a what? passion play. They screwed. They had to attend. Who's here? <laughs> Take yep. me to church. He sings that. He does. He sings it. That's a hit. And now, Corey, the final movie we saw just recently, and you and I were the first in line to get our tickets. Was the Expendables Part Four? Man, who knew? <laughs> if you'd have told me those old ass men would have been able to make four of those movies, Sly cranking them out, cranking them out, and of course the biggest shock to everyone in that movie theater was when our friend Fifty Cent showed up. Not a shock at all. Really? No. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Fifty trying to make that money, baby. You know. Uh, if, it, uh, from what I hear, it made over a hundred million dollars, probably yeah. at the box office already. He was almost twenty-five cent. You got to be careful. This is fair enough. This yeah. is fair enough, Corey. We we can't we can't talk enough about him. Um, <laughs> can't talk enough about him. <laughs> <laughs> now, one movie that is the most shocking thing to come out this year was David Gordon Green's The Exorcist, <laughs> the complete remake of The Exorcist. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, not a remake. Uh, it is a direct sequel oh. to the film. And the biggest atrocity, Corey, that I read about, Linda Blair's not in it. I was about to ask, is Lindy in there? No. But you know who they did get? Uh, Fucking Ellen Burstyn comes back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't bring back the two priests because Max Monsado and the other guy are way dead. Um, well dead, yeah. 
Well dead. Well dead. Yeah. Um, so they got Ellen Burstyn to come back. I don't think Linda Blair's game anymore. I think she's. Uh, oh, think she, you think she's out of it? I think she is. Oh. I can look at. I, I think. I think I read. I think she's. I think she's done. I don't think she wants to do that. That bullshit anymore. Well, listen. They could have gave her a nice ass paycheck. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. <sighs> well, anyway, that really covers all the movies we saw this summer, Corey, and it was quite a movie season. You know what? It was, and loving every minute of it. <laughs> yep. So, um, so far, my pick for best picture of 2023, mm. Megan. Be Megan. M3. <laughs> what? M3. Oh. Yep. I. By the way, for those of you who are watching Megan on Peacock, if you try to just simply type in Megan, Peacock is a giant asshole and will not find it. No. You have to add that fucking three. For and my, I hate it. it it blows my mind that it's just the algorithms these days. I was try I was on Paramount, saw that they added a bunch of Bond movies, and I said, "Let's see how many." You can't just type in James or Bond in Paramount. It's not smart enough. You got to type the exact movie. So, and I bet they were sweet enough to make a whole category for James Bond films, right? Uh, no, sir. Uh huh. Paramount. Get on it. Come on, Get on it. Mm-hmm. We pay $11 a month for your service. I think Get actually, on this shit. It's pretty cheap. I think I pay like three ninety nine. Oh, you know what? I, you know what? Let me tell you what I did. They now have the Paramount Plus Showtime. Uh, you That's bundled them. I bundled up. I sure still did. have them separate, and I probably should bundle. Yeah, I was paying for Showtime on Prime, which was $10, but... If you get Paramount and Showtime, it's eleven dollars. So I think the deal yeah, is there. That's a pretty yeah. deal. Do they yeah. have everything from Showtime on Paramount Plus, or is it just a, a small selection? From what I understand, it's everything on Showtime. That's pretty cool. And I'm sure everyone is loving this conversation. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Showtime, I watched the show Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Any good? I actually recommend it. Oh, you got? I've seen it. Get, you did see it. No, I mean, I've seen, excuse me, they keep recommending it to me, and I'm like, I don't know what it's about, and have, don't have time to look into it. You got Juliette Lewis, you got Christina Ricci, wow. and you got... They, they still let Juliette Lewis do movies? You know what, she... Or do things? She, she's she's pretty rough in this one, but that's kind of what she has to be. Um, <laughs> that's where she's at these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you also got Melanie Linsky, our uh, Kiwi actor who's in everything these days. Okay, but the, it's, it's essentially this soccer team from the '90s. They crash, their plane crashes. They kind of devolve into a Lord of the Flies cannibalistic tribe, and then actually get rescued. And then so you are watching present day when they're all in their 40s versus them, you know, in their survival mode back when they're kids. It's like a 25 so year time jump every every few scenes. So it's kind of like Lost. Um, if if that's what happens in Lost, never watched Lost. Do they eat each other? They do not. So <laughs> that's a little different. Yep, that's a little different. <laughs> They're eating each other. Yeah, it's it's like well, kind of based spoiler on spoiler alert. Those, everybody like legit the, that team. There was like a, wasn't there a soccer team that legit crashed in the Himalayas and had and had to eat each other. That was yeah. yes, that so was the movie. Loosely. 
that was the movie Alive, in which uh, Ethan Hawke plays, I believe, a Spanish person. So <laughs> We just, yikes. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Guys, we can do better. We can really do better. By the way, before we jump into the movie we're doing tonight, uh, which is uh, Fear No Evil, uh, did you remember the Juliet 21st, Lewis... 21st, 9th of September? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Are you guessing? Do I remember Juliet Lewis and Cape Fear? Because wow, <laughs> for the, that's a wild movie. But no, <laughs> the probably the second wildest movie she ever did with Giovanni Ribisi, Ooh. in which she and Giovanni Ribisi play. How do I put this? Mentally challenged. Oh, I do remember this movie. <laughs> I could not, for the million, for the million dollars, tell you what it was called, but I do remember this movie. Oh, the other sister. It's the other, the sister. other sister. That's right. Wait, who was um, the, who was the the, the uh, sister? Oh, the titular sister. Well, oh, she's well, the other sister. Juliet Lewis is the other sister. Well, no, actually, I think that no, Juliet Lewis is the other sister. Then there's okay. which, by the way, what what a mean title. <laughs> this is the other sister. <laughs> Play it. Was it Margot Martindale? Well, why don't we look at it? Let's see here. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> Character actor uh, Marco Martindale. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. I feel like I have her face in my head, but I can't think of who it is. Oh boy, I can't believe what. And who could forget Natural Born Killers? That movie, Jesus Christ. Man, oh man. Oh, here we are. So the other sister. Holy shit! How did I forget this? Jill's going to kill me. Because you know who the mom is? Uh-oh. Diane Keaton. Oh, Keaton v. Keaton. Sam, Tom Skerritt's the dad. Love that. Interesting. Love that. Yeah, love that. Uh, whole, okay. Are you ready for this? Because uh. this person only existed to me about eight years ago. Uh. And I did not realize she did movies in the 90s. Sarah Paulson. Oh, gosh. <laughs> She's the sister? Yeah. She's oh, the sister. Wow. Oh, and the... Well, it looks like there are three sisters. Who... Oh, okay. There's there's Sarah Paulson okay. and Poppy Montgomery. Poppy Montgomery? Yeah. Don't know her. Don't know her. Okay. She's gorgeous. I know that. Oh, coming from you, that means a lot. You know me. I'm fair. judgmental on the women completely. Oh, I've seen Poppy in a few things. Okay. But not mm-hmm. nothing, nothing too crazy. Wow. So yeah, this isn't the other sister podcast. This is uh, <laughs> this is judgment, and I'm here again. We're the horror cucks, and uh, <laughs> we're trying to talk to you guys. Um, you know, we listen. If you've never listened to Corey and I do a snap judgment, we like to spend a good thirty six minutes talking about mm, anything but the movie we're supposed to be talking about. So why would we talk about the movie? <laughs> Listen, the movie we're doing tonight, Corey, is 1981's Fear No Evil. Mm. Probably uh, the 150th movie <laughs> in the box office that year. Um, wow, that's that's high praise, actually. <laughs> I think you might be giving a little more credit than it's due. <laughs> I could not find a single article or anything about how much this movie cost nor how much it made. So who knows? Uh, so yeah, Fear No Evil from 1981. Uh, just a little back <laughs> backstory. 
Corey and I were trying to figure out a movie we could do a snap judgment on that both of us had not seen. And uh, this movie entered into my consciousness uh, not long ago as a queer horror movie people just weren't talking enough about. No. And after you watch it, you can see why. Yeah, there's a um, reason. Good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Fear No Evil, Corey. That's the movie we're going to be doing today. So let's start off as we always do. Corey, for thumbs, what are you giving Fear No Evil from 1981? So I, I'm i tempted to just, right off the bat, we got to say, and you basically said it, this movie is bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bad movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's a low-budget movie. It stars actors you've never seen in anything else. Directed by a director you've never heard of, Frank LaLoja. Sounds like Robert hey, Loja, but he's not. He directed two other movies. <laughs> two other movies. One with Lucas Haas, apparently. Um, yep. And, you know, that uh, you kind of know that going in that this is probably not going to be absolutely stellar. That said, mm-hmm. because of how insane it is and how much I was, like, going, what on the fuck is happening? <laughs> what on the what fuck? What on the fuck? Um. <laughs> That entertained me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it one thumb down because entertainment does not trump just how bad it is. <laughs> I Listen, Corey, I, I'm with you. And here's the weird part. I can't tell if this movie costs zero dollars or a million dollars. It seems at times like this is an expensive movie. There were a couple of times where I was like, how'd they do that? Yeah. <laughs> but then there are times when I'm like, oh, they made this in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm stuck. I can't tell either way. I think some scenes cost a lot more than others. I do know that. Well, so, that's, that's clear. Um, And let me just say this. Knowing that this is a queer subtext movie, I think the movie I had in my head was better than the movie I'm watching. Is what I was getting from this. Okay, so that's interesting. So the movie had your preconception going into this was similar to what? Like, what were you expecting to see? No, here's the thing. I had no expectations going in. But while I was watching it, and there are times when I just want to zone out, but I think I was watching it thinking, okay, if this story is about a queer person in a small town, if that's what the allegory of this is trying to be, it's kind of interesting. I'm not saying it's good, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, and I guess we can jump into that more as we go along, but... Here's what like, I will say. Okay. Me, going into this movie, based on the description on Shudder, I sure didn't think, a... I sure didn't think Julie was going to be a bigger character than she fucking turned out to be. <laughs> than the wallpaper she turned out to be. I was like, where the, I was like, where's Julie? When does Julie come in? Oh, Julie yeah. doesn't do fucking anything in this movie. <laughs> now I disagree. She has a real turnaround in the third <laughs> act. <laughs> now, is she a well-developed character? Oh. <laughs> but but you know what? I can say that about every person in this movie. Here's what I'll say: They decided, and we're going to get to it around the around the third act. That mm-hmm. despite having done zero legwork, mm-hmm. that they're just ready to go ahead and turn it into the movie they wanted it to be. 
having done absolutely character zero character development, just yeah. really just basically it. You know what? I feel like we get we lost thirty minutes of movie. Is what I feel like. I, you know what? I I totally agree. <laughs> this poor actress, she. They gave her nothing. No. <laughs> Just nothing. Less, less than nothing. <laughs> and then there's one scene where they give her too much. Just too much to do. <laughs> it's really an odd movie. But, again, I'm with you. There's the movie in the subtext that I'm developing in my head that I want to guarantee the makers of this movie did not think about. But I don't, I don't know. It might be. I, I think it is. Wh- We'll have to discuss. Yeah. But given that and the absolute absurdity that goes down, this is one thumb up for me. One thumb up. <laughs> one thumb up. Good. It's, I, listen, this is what I'll say. Don't go into this with anything in mind that's going to be good. Because <laughs> there's not a lot here. No. No, really mm-hmm. there's not. I, like yeah. I can't think of anything that I was like that part was pretty cool. It was more like that part was, huh? <laughs> a lot of that. The no joke. The amount of times I rewound this movie, I had to rewind like, a few times too. I said, "Wait a second, did I miss a crucial part of this?" Uh, no, <laughs> I did not. Did not. No, you didn't. You surely no. did not. I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of dialogue in this scene." I mean, quite literally. Not to jump ahead, but when Julie realizes who she is and then is just on board in the very next scene and no like problem of, <laughs> what <laughs> listen this is a wild one this is a wild movie um and we hadn't even talked about the special effects and things that go down so we got to jump right so, into this insanity in. so why don't i read okay. since we've kind of discussed it a little bit why don't i go ahead and do a quick uh, description from IMDb. Okay, the and, IMDb one. <laughs> she did <yeah>. the Shutter one. <laughs> the Shutter one gives too much away, though. You know that's that's true. And there's a weird editorial in this IMDb description. Oh, see if you can it. pick it out. Oh, okay. let's see. Let's see if you can pick it out when I say it. High school student turns out to be personification of Lucifer. Two archangels in human form, as women, take him on. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I don't know if any point in time I was like, oh, they're using two women. You know what? I never, I don't even think, no, I do know, that Christians uh-huh. probably would get upset to hear you say, oh, archangels don't have a gender. Do they have oh, to? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, now, Corey, listen, I think we know that angels Andrew's are not, not human. <laughs> Well, again, Andrew is not the most religious person in the world, never has been. But at the beginning of this movie, we get a a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, a little animated intro into what's going on. And those archangels they're describing, I noticed one was a dragon, I believe. And I the other one was... You were right about that, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, uh, was the dragon they weren't Lucy? Human. Was the dragon Lucifer? No, I think that was showing the actual archangels. <laughs> yeah. Now, Corey, again, I don't know any of this shit, so you're gonna have to help me along because I know you're a you're a strong Sunday church guy. Sunday uh, church. That's what I that's t- what we all call it. If you hadn't noticed, I'm not very religious at all. So 
Uh. Full blown. Terrible person I am. So, uh, I guess we have to jump right into it, right? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so, so we begin our movie. Like I said, we get a little. One would think that this was some kind of Christian play, the way this movie starts. Yeah. Um, very soft narration. We get to find out that uh, we get the Lucifer story. Basically, Lucifer's expelled from heaven. God sends down three archangels, Raphael, Mikael, and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. All right. Doing good so far? Doing great now, Corey, so far. Corey, in Sunday school, what they teach you about Mikael? I, I, honestly, I know Gabriel. We just called him Gabriel. To, mm-hmm. I'll be perfectly honest. Sure. Um, Gabriel was a bit of a... Uh... Was he a little stinker, Corey? I think he was a little stinker. Oh. I think so. Well, that's interesting. You know what's funny, though? I I was a fan of the show Supernatural. And you know what? That hey. show really jumped the shark. And I, and I, but but they, there, was a, there was a Gabriel Archangel in that show, and he was a stinker. Who played Gabriel in that show? Couldn't tell you that actor's name if you had a, had a 12-gauge shotgun to my head. Because let me tell you, those, uh, those two mains, there's some lookers. There's some real lookers. You're a Jensen Ackles stan. I know it. Yeah, you know me. Mm-hmm. You want to hear... Okay, Corey, here, let me take you back for a minute. I remember Jensen Ackles when he was on the, the television program Days of Our Lives. I was going to say, he was on a soap opera, I just didn't, I yeah. didn't know which one. Uh, and I will say, little Andrew, when he saw Jensen Ackles on that show, was like, that is the most beautiful human being I've ever seen. Uh, that's for me. <laughs> I turned to my grandmother. I said, hey, can I have one of him? <laughs> and uh <laughs> grab up put down your gin rummy card set and let's talk about Jinniaki. Let's talk about Jinak over here. Uh played Eric Brady if I'm correct on that. If you are, grateful. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. I can neither conform conform <laughs> confirm or deny. It's funny cuz my grandmother tried to make me conform after I told her that and <laughs> Uh, spent many a day in a conversion camp. I'm you know just what? Kidding. You know, and we all feel bad for you. But thank you, Corey. But um, not too bad, Corey. Listen, <laughs> I'm brave. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Like I, he- the I bravest. heard that at at the conversion camp you went to, there was a super muscular, scary twink from that Kevin Bacon movie. Same guy. <laughs> You know, you say muscular. I don't know if that's the best description for him. Have you seen him? He was shredded. He was ripped. But, I see, I think muscular, I think about uh, a jock. I think a jockey kind of guy. He was just, listen. He was lean, but he could, I guarantee he could rip through, like, fucking bone. He was, <laughs> he, that kid was strong, and I can guarantee it. I, I don't think we should spend... Any more time talking about that terrible movie? It's so. a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, listen, he was striking. When... and I bring him up because he had a striking. He had striking features very similar mm-hmm. to our. Well, is he the protagonist? He kind of is. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, very striking looking gentleman. Uh, when that musical number happened in that fucking movie, Corey, <laughs> I. Oh, it was a pink song, too. Yikes. It was a pink song. Oh, God. 
We'll probably have to cover that movie at some point. We'll run out of movies eventually. I so I, I don't know if I will rewatch that movie. That movie is terrible. Uh, I don't know if I could sit through it again. It was not great. No, bad. Um, Kevin Bacon, we expected more from you. Yeah. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about Fear No Evil from 1981. So we basically get the backstory of these three angels that are coming to fight Lucifer on Earth. Hmm. Apparently, they are taking on human form. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie doesn't really tell you how long they've been doing this back and forth with the devil. All, so. all time. Seems like It just seems like it's a loop of them finding the devil, the devil going, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> they just have to find I'm, him again. <laughs> I'm going to do this again. I'll never um, stop. No. Uh, and, you know, as I sit here and think about it, you'd think at some point the devil would change towns. Change tactics? Maybe. <laughs> Do a few things different. Yeah. You'd think he'd go different places, but, you know. Uh, who am I, Corey? Who am I? Something special about Bonomo's castle. Yeah. In this, I, I guess, tourist destination town? Because there's a tour guide at one point that yeah. we got to talk about. Yeah. So we begin with Raphael, which is an old man priest. Uh, he's going to track down Lucifer in his current form, and he's rowing into this real castle in New York. Uh, it's called Bolt Castle. Uh, it's probably what costs the most in this movie. Yeah, I guarantee. Setting up here, yeah. Uh, and the money they spent on fog machines in this movie had to be. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it doesn't take many to get that kind of effect. I had a fog machine in my youth, and they put out a lot of fog. Well, you had all those raves at your house. Sure <laughs> did. Didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Your mom still listens, right? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I want to get back to my mindset when I was a kid where I just wanted the coolest haunted house door entry for kids, for kids, other uh, other kids my age at the time. Feels so a little weird now. <laughs> thank you adult. for <laughs> Thank you for being a little more specific. It's <laughs> uh, so a little weird as an adult. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you wanted to scare other kids and be like, I fucking scared you, punk. Yeah. Now as an adult, just like, I like Halloween, don't you? <laughs> Aren't we all fun? Look at us. Super. You know what? Trick or treating has gone the wayside. I feel like. I feel like. I just don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't see a lot of kids super excited for trick or treat anymore. And I can't t- listen. I buy candy every fucking year. Nobody comes to my door, and. The funny but you, part but is, the door's locked and the lights are off and you're just eating the bowl of candy, right? And I got a sign that says stay away from my fucking door. <laughs> yeah. um, no solicitors, no fucking kids. <laughs> I say, look here, you little hooligans. Get the fuck away from my door. Um, yeah, I buy candy every year and nothing ever comes of it. Now, guess what? I eat that goddamn candy. I <laughs> yeah. know that. <laughs> now, my question for you is this. Yeah. When you buy the candy, yes. do you also have like really old stinky meat in your cooler and so if anybody comes in they're like what's that smell you're like oh it's it's just some some meat that went bad Corey, i'm gonna stop you right here <laughs> i'm calling you jeffrey dahmer okay oh you know what <laughs> i d- i had so many questions <laughs> because i thought number one am i doing trick-or-treat wrong and what is it like at your house that you put the candy in a cooler? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't do the Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, you know, just gay stuff. Uh, <laughs> just gay stuff. 
Oh, it's just gay stuff. Just gay. <laughs> that was maybe my favorite line from that entire show. <laughs> hey, what you got in there? Oh, you know, just gay stuff. Just, just gay stuff. Well, I guess we don't have to investigate this murder. Oh, bull. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> if those cops could have freaked out any more about it. <laughs> oh, uh. That's so gross. Fuck, we gotta go. <laughs> Stinks in here. There's blood all over it's the place. Like fucking fuck dead it. bodies in here. Let's go. <laughs> Corey, this is the world we live in. <laughs> this is the world we live in where Jeffrey Dahmer can eat people for years and no one investigates him because he's gay. <laughs> Come on, Officer Sinkowitz, let's go. <laughs> Sinkowitz. <laughs> First thing that came to mind. <laughs> Listen, it's not bad. It's not bad. Totally real name. (laughs) (laughs) Officer Sinkowitz. (laughs) Boy, we hadn't even gotten to the second scene of this movie, so... (laughs) We're not even in. We didn't really... No. Listen, Raphael shows up. I would call this the first scene. (laughs) So Raphael shows up at this castle. And again, he's a priest. Of the Catholic persuasion, so I think we can all come to conclusions about what's going on. Um, he shows up, and it is this whole place is just a slew of dead things hanging it's around. A taxidermist paradise is what I said. I mean, listen, yes, are there dead bodies hanging around? Yes, there are, and that's terrible. But nothing was more atrocious than these dead dogs. Are that they was... real dead dogs? Is that's my for this whole movie? Are these actual taxidermy dogs? This is one question I had because, again, like I said, was this movie made for $2 or a million dollars? Because if these are fake dogs, My they look goodness. really good. They look, they look great. Yeah. They looked really good, which is half of my problem and felt weird watching this movie. <laughs> I didn't now, see any note that said no animals are harmed doing this. I'm curious. Oh, God. I didn't see any trivia about it. I'm just saying, they look like some real animals. Listen, it was 1981. Who knows? Who knows? I would direct everybody to look at uh, some trivia about the movie Milo and Otis, and you will see people are fucking terrible. So I don't want to do that. (laughs) Oh, listen, I'm not suggesting it, but if you do want to hear about animal cruelty, there's some great articles about the atrocities that happen on Milo and Otis. So... Yep, so Raphael okay. shows up and... Uh, Is that Frankie Derek... Muniz? I can't remember who's in that movie. What? Hold on a second. What movie am I thinking of? Did you ask me if Frankie Muniz was in Milo and Otis? Is that an older movie? I know I, know I haven't seen Milo and Otis. I'm getting it mixed up with something I, from the I'm... 90s, I think. Okay. I, I'm going to say late 70s movie, okay. if not early 80s. Okay. okay. Did, Milo and Otis is a orange cat and a pug dog. And the whole movie is narrated and voices the animals by Dudley Moore. You ever seen this motion picture? I have not. In fact, oh. I really, this one is like just kind of escaped me. I've heard what of Milo and Otis. It is not at all what I thought it was. 1986. Oh, oh shit. Okay. There you go. I would have said earlier. So, yeah, 1986, they were doing atrocities towards animals. So it wouldn't surprise me that much. But 
at this point, Raphael, he finds the current incarnation of Lucifer. Uh, we're not given a real name on this person. Anything oh, yeah. like that. His name is Rosario Bonomo. Really? Yeah. Pretty That's sure. Rosario Bonomo? Good for him. I now. believe so later on you mentioned it. There's a tour guide who says there is an Italian immigrant who comes in and builds this castle and then loses his mind and all the workers flee and but some just go some just disappear until he's killed by a priest, Rosario Bonomo. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I do think now he we said, know. I think I think <laughs> I think the priest actually addresses him and he goes, "Lucifer is like, I am Robodomo. <laughs> Something like that. It's almost as if I didn't notice that. It's fine. <laughs> at all. It's not a big deal. And it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So what I'm imagining is that this tree that they end up at. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lucy's special tree. Oh, the specialist of trees. What I'm imagining is this is the only location they could get decent lighting on. So I guess. Because not only do we see it in this scene, it's the very last scene, too. Matter love, of fact, yeah, he just the last he, third of this movie is right by that damn tree. That tree. I yeah. love I love it. He just goes in and just nestles into the tree. He's like, this is my special spot. Mm-hmm. You can't harm me in my tree. Uh, he fakes out Raphael. By turning into a woman, which doesn't shake Raphael. Now, if he'd have turned into a 12-year-old boy, I think we'd know what would happen, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Was the woman... Was the woman... uh, Margaret? Huh. She looked a lot younger than Margaret. Was it a child Margaret? See, I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) And by the way, I don't think this movie knows. If I'm being perfectly honest... So Lucifer kind of gives up real, real quick. He's like, well, I'll be back. And then he stabs himself. (laughs) And then he stabs himself with this giant cross thing. Um, What do you call that thing, Corey? Is that a a staff? Would we call it a staff? A a God sign. (laughs) A God picket. Yep. We'll go with God picket. Um, He gets stabbed with that. And dies. But he, oh, this little guy, he ain't dead yet. Well, he it's ain't just, gone. First, fl- first big flag for me. I think Lucy would know that it takes all three archangels to stop him. There was only one at this point. Only eight. one. Could have beat him. Could have just been like, I don't, have to, I don't have to postpone this. There's just one of you. Yeah, and I mean, if we're trying to develop lore for this movie or make it make sense... That's going to be difficult, but <laughs> I mean, there's not three in the end either when all this goes down. Yeah, not not physically, but they are there in spirit. Yes, they are. You know what, Corey, there it and is. I guess that's all it takes. But they weren't there in spirit mm-hmm. in this case. You could argue well, that maybe maybe Mikhail was going to be there, but Gabriel wasn't there because they, they wouldn't stop saying he's not in body. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's almost as if the writer of this movie didn't think this out properly. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So, oh. yeah, Lucifer, uh, he's... He just he needed to put Lucy in a twink body. Had to. <laughs> had to get... 
Twink is the nicest thing you could say about this dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly the nicest thing. So we then cut to a baby. Now, Corey, is this a christening? Um, it's like a baptism. I'm, okay. I forgot. I forgot to mention that I actually was kind of hooked into this movie because the score undercutting the scene with Raphael and Lucifer was was <laughs> like whoa, Corey. They're the really score, throwing some music at us here. The score of this movie is so off the wall. They got some that, bangers too. I was like, I love this song. They've got a fucking Sex Pistol in there. Uh-huh. I mean, they've gotten Boomtown real Rats? music. Yeah. And then sometimes it's scored with, like, the score from Rudy. And yeah. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, da, 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 da. That's I not mean, Rudy, it comes that... in so hard that it's baffling what's going on. So, anyway, so, yeah, this score, it just gets better as we go along. But we end up at a christening hmm. for a baby. Uh and we get introduced to the Williams family. And I'm going to tell you, the guy that plays this dad might be my favorite part of this movie. He is ludicrous. <laughs> he... <laughs> what is his deal? I don't I don't know how he got this job. These loudmouths that are he's surrounded by, and he's a loudmouth as well. Oh, yes. I was just they... like... What uh, what is what's going on? Why why don't they shut up all of them? Uh I don't think anyone knows how to properly sound edit in this movie because when he's signing the baby book, I swear to you him and the people around him all they were saying was just jab left and right. Yeah, it was insane what was going on. Uh and then he goes to smoke a cigar. And basically vomits. He is an and, old man already. And I know he's not supposed to be. But, but he is an old it's man. casting, so he's an old man. Uh, yeah. But he's, like, played out to be, well, I guess, a guy in his 20s or even late 20s who's never oh, had a Jesus. cigar before. And I hope so, not. So he inhales it and coughs naturally, like with a cigar. But his friends are going, you got to inhale it. I'm like, no, you don't. No. That's not. Don't do that. That's not. That's why he's having trouble. Yeah. The problem wasn't that he had it in his mouth. <laughs> that he inhaled it. God. You fucking weirdos. If this guy is supposed to be in his 20s, he comes off as a fucking vaudeville actor from the 1900s. Yeah. He, He's given it everything. It is insanity. So, now, listen. We we then go to the christening, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the baby's getting christened. We can see that the mom is overly protective of her son fine that's great when this baby gets christened and fucking blood starts pouring out of it and the holy water starts boiling why is no one losing their fucking mind but not only that but blood is spurting on everybody's face yeah as if the baby exploded which i'm gonna be honest with you i thought it did i thought it was yeah (laughs) I thought it exploded. I mean, it, we, you know, you know right off the bat that this is an, a reincarnation of Lucifer. He is yeah. baptized by the Holy Spirit and starts exploding. That makes sense and, to me. <laughs> I mean, listen, and this place 
is calm as a cucumber when all this is going down. The only person huh. having any reaction is the mother. Just, <laughs> get, something's wrong. We're not going to go to church anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what's even weirder is the priest that shows up later in the movie. He, when, uh, I guess we'll talk about when we get there. But well, it's his, this priest. Yeah, it's the same yeah. priest here. Yeah, sorry. Raphael is uh, not in this scene. But there is a priest that I guess has taken over his job as the down priest. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but later on in the movie when he's confronted with like ideas and all this kind of stuff, I would just point back to, do you remember when you baptized that baby and the water boiled and the blood shot everywhere? I think you can believe me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, she wasn't there. You know what? She wasn't there, was she? Corey? She wouldn't know. The they rest probably, of the they probably was. was like, we're not going to talk about that. We're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> Hey, this we can't discuss this. Here's here's a rug. Here's a broom. Sweep it. Sweep it underneath. Sweep the blood up, please. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that anymore. No. Uh, listen, something weird happened, guys. We can't discuss it. We and you know what? We cannot discuss it. Dad, Dad is aware from minute one that shit's fucked up. I yep. love that he screams her name 18 times. <laughs> Marion! Marion? Yeah. And then... And then what an interesting way to span 18 years to just have a still shot of their outside house while he just is pleading for his wife to <laughs> please <laughs> see what he's doing to us. Yeah. So apparently 18 years passed by yeah. of which the child who's named Andrew. Love and that. I'm, and I'm just realizing <laughs> that I don't think we've ever covered a movie <laughs> where that's the character's name. Our main I character might need to is, change that a little bit. <laughs> is definitely gay presenting, a gay presenting incarnation of Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> if there ever was a close resemblance to anything, especially when he gets a full ride to Harvard, Yale, and Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, my own autobiography. Mm, this is me. <laughs> you know what? I might have been reincarnated from this character. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Could have been. So, yeah. He, apparently, Andrew, <laughs> or Lucifer. I'll go with Lucifer. Let me um, see. Yeah, he has uh, made these people's lives miserable for 18 years now. 18 <laughs> full years. And the way, Corey, like Corey said, the way you know time has passed by is there's a slow accumulation of junk that oh, develops in their yard. shit. <laughs> Everywhere. I mean, I don't know how Lucifer made their house shitty, but he did. Yeah. It's Later just on, a shitty... the dad's talking to Margaret, who is Mikhail. You'll figure it out, everybody. Um, yep. And he's like, oh, I used to love planting my garden and and all of the – and just keeping up with it. And it was beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you yeah, you, you did stop doing that. Did Lucifer yeah. just like said you can't go outside and do stuff? My yeah, thing is that here? on his eight, it's his 18th birthday. Dad looks, for better or worse, okay. Yeah, but I mean he still looks like a 60 year old man, but he, looks, I mean, he actually looks his age now. Uh, but mom is a shell of a, of a person. Whew. She was drained by yeah. Lucifer, which I guess this could be. <laughs> I mean, if this movie does nothing else, it does not. Uh, Make being a parent seem like a fun thing. Well, you could argue that <laughs> this is special circumstance. Well, if this is an allegory for parenthood on top of being gay, then 
Maybe. <laughs> a little bit, probably. Yeah. Uh, because there, of all the parents in the movie, no one is having a good time being a parent. That's good. Or a good parent. Yeah. I mean, except Miriam. And I think it's just because she's scared to death that her own child may kill her. Um, so, yeah, it's now Andrew's 18th birthday. The dad still hates him, apparently. Uh, calls Andrew down to get his birthday cake. And this is some of, I, I'm going to say it, the best prop acting I've ever seen in my life. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I saw this and I was like, I like that. And this is low budget. And you can tell it's a low budget way they did it. But mm-hmm. Andrew is like a shadow a- exiting his room, exiting past his father, mm-hmm. and just shows up at the dinner table. It's a it real works. Lucifer thing to do. Yeah. And it works well. I mean, even if you do know the trick, it's a very cheap way to do it. Um, but my prop work I was talking about is when they drop the birthday cake. <laughs> oh, but we get oh, well, hold on there. Uh-huh. So let's just let's just go ahead and drop this here cuz I cuz it's a it's a problem I had the whole thing. Oh, okay. Does Andrew know he's Lucifer at this point or for the full 18 years? It was a note I had, Corey. He had to have, right? He's got I shadow mean, he's... he's got shadow powers. Yeah. He knows about the shadow powers in his room. Later in a very forgettable scene, he's at the castle, hasn't, hasn't been there before, and mm-hmm. walks up to this statue thing and that has, like, rainbow shimmery portal powers. Yeah. Nothing led up to that. And then it's not addressed at all until the climax. So my question is this. What's his deal? <laughs> What's your deal, man? I don't know. My thought was, as I was going through it, well, the, he, I guess he knows who he is. I guess. I because guess. there was no, like, scene where he makes this grandiose, oh, like in The Omen, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the devil. I need that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I kind of needed him to give me, like, realization. Yeah. He's he's not giving me that. Mm-hmm. He, he's doing some skeevy things. And again, he just goes from, he, like, goes from, like, being sad about losing his cool in the gym to just straight up killing a dog and then becoming loose. I, I just yeah, needed the emotional to go. jump. This movie goes through is insanity. Again, no legwork. They're just None. like, doesn't matter. You don't need any pathos. You don't need any of that. No, nobody does. It's just, this is what it is. It, have I been Satan this whole time? I sure. I guess. And I'm going to commit to it. You fucking, you better believe it. <laughs> Well, okay. I know I got that big third act coming up, so I guess. Get ready for the sassiest queen you've ever fucking seen. I cannot wait till we get to that part. Because <laughs> that might have been my favorite part of this whole movie. So. Yeah, well, it's the best part. <laughs> so, so, so Dad asks for the cake. Well, yeah. first he lights the cake, misses one candle. Another cool scene. Lucifer goes to light the cake, mm-hmm. and the, the lights all go out, as do all the candles. Also, I was impressed by that. It's a good, yeah, again, good special effects sometimes. It was literally as he lit the the match, the match is lit, and the lights all go out and so do the candles. I don't actually know how they did that. I was very impressed by that. That's a good one. Yep. I give him credit for that. But why does Dad ask for the cake? (laughs) I don't know. Because by all previous scenes we have, the dad doesn't like this kid very much. No. 
Yeah. But I can't tell that he's scared of him. You know what I mean? Until like, I here. Yeah. Well, I guess so. But, but... Here, but that that again, so all all that all that's happened is the lights went out and he just needs to relight the candles. So instead mm-hmm. of just relighting them from a seated position again, the dad gets up and asks for his, asks for the cake, passes it to the mom, and then they both drop it. Mm-hmm. And then, as if that She's part pissed, yeah, yeah, as if that part was Andrew's fault. I was like, "No, nah, dude, that was your butterfingers." But he gets yeah. up and he just goes, "Who are you?" <laughs> it's like, I don't think. He, oh no, I don't there was a better the there was a better lead into that because they drop the cake. Marion is pissed. Probably because she's oh, working yeah, more in fear for her life. <laughs> yeah. And then the again, part of this great prop work they do in this scene. Uh the dad throws Miriam on the ground in anger because she slaps him. Miriam tries to pick herself up and pulls a goddamn iron onto her head. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but again, none of that. Was Andrew? Unless None of it, it was, unless he was somehow making them be, get mad at each other. I mean, I guess it's his fault in the fact that he was born. You know, and, what that, I mean? and that he needed, and that he needed a birthday cake. Yep, and they're scared to death of him because he's Satan. And so, but this little knock on the head Marion gets vegetizes her pretty yeah. much for she, the rest of the movie. Yeah, she's she she goes comatose. Well, not comatose. She goes catatonic though. It's yeah, just, it's in a chair. Listen, all Miriam can do from now on is sit in that chair and smoke her cigarettes. That's yeah. about all she can do. I mean, uh, the iron the iron does hit her pretty good. After I was sure, like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, technically, Miriam should only be in her thirties by the time this happens. I don't know if an iron can knock you out. Now, listen, if they played her like a 60-year-old woman, which she might have been at this time, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I do think that they're older than 30s. I think that we're being generous by saying they're in their 20s. I think they were in their 30s when he was born, probably late 30s. I mean, just by their looks, I hope so. So, God, I hope so. So after the scene, we then cut to a high school movie. We now mm-hmm. transition completely. We end up in a 1981 uh, classroom. And I, uh, love, we... I love that I Don't Like Mondays is playing. I was like, That's this is true. such a great song, and I love that this is the movie <laughs> that they choose it for. Again, somehow they got this on the soundtrack, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> can see no reason because there are no reason. <laughs> so we get to meet all the students and a teacher who you think is going to play a bigger part in this movie. <laughs> Never seen again. No, he just gives it his all in this scene. You know what? Talk about people who get pathos in this movie. <laughs> this guy might actually get more pathos than any other person True. in this movie. This teacher. Because we know that he's having an affair with this younger woman. And he obviously does not like teaching. And mentions quite quickly... How recognized he is in the field of whatever the fuck he's teaching. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, this guy gets the most backstory of anyone in this movie. Uh, So we meet the other high school kids. Uh, We get to meet Tony, who's a fucking nightmare. Just a straight up nightmare human being. (laughs) That's all I can say. Uh, Who's definitely kind of trying to... 
he's trying to look a little Travolta. He's also trying to look a little. I mean, he's, he's trying to look bad boy, but he's got really bad teeth and yeah, <laughs> kind of kind of a kind of a bunny face. His teeth are really doing a lot of. You know what I mean? He's an interesting look. He's yeah. got the fucking flowiest hair though. Mm-hmm. Real real feathered hair. So we meet Tony. And I can't for the life of me figure out, why is Tony even still in school? It's very obvious he should not be. All he is is a problem. So there's no reason. a problem. Yeah. He is the worst. So fuck Tony. We meet him. We meet Julie. Do we? Because. Well, Julie's in this scene. She's in this scene. Her last name is shouted a couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. And they Wait. make it, they really make it like Julie, and I think Mark, is that her boyfriend's name? Are going to be leads. Because they're kind of doing, every, they're the only ones who are being calm where everyone else is kind of manic. And, yeah. and so, you, so you are kind of going, okay, those are our leads. No, they're not. No. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I'm glad you know this guy's name because my note was always Julie's boyfriend. I, I'm not <laughs> sure it's Mark. I had. I'm not sure it's Mark. <laughs> so don't hold me I mean, me we too. also get this idea that he's trying to go to college, but he's an idiot, which doesn't play into what happens later. But anyway, he gets his paper back, and the teacher's like, you sure you want to go to college? You know, he's a real asshole. Um, <laughs> the teacher is a real asshole. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tony is a bigger asshole, but the teacher is also an asshole. Uh, and then we determined that Andrew is a fucking genius. He made an A-plus on his paper. Uh, so then we go into the hallway, and we get to see, and again, don't know this girl's name, so I'm going to have to call her Tony's girlfriend. So, to- <laughs> I think her name was Marie. That makes sense. I think he shouts that at the end of the movie. Yeah. Anyway, so we meet Marie, who is part of the Pink Ladies? That's all yeah. I could get. It's yeah. definitely a, it's definitely a, another kind of like a grease riff 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 rip off kind of thing. <laughs> it's a riff 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 rip off. Yep, riff, it riff, is. Riff riff rip. Uh, big time, big time. So she's like the head of the pink ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's her a, jacket also a bit of a bitch. You know what? I kind of feel bad for her. I gotta Do tell you. you. Oh, because feel... of Tony, the Tony of it all. Yeah, the Tony of it all, <laughs> <laughs> and the. Her inevitable end in this movie. I yeah, do feel bad. That. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's not the nicest person I ever met, but uh, she hit her one of her friends with her locker, smashed sure it in her face, smashed it right <laughs> in her face. Um, again, I guess we're just doing a little character development here, and when I say character development, Fine. it's very pencil thin, um, wafer thin, wafer. Uh, so we get to meet Tony's best friend in the world who breaks into Tony's car. Don't know why, but yeah. he breaks into Tony's car. Tony and Marie run to the boiler room and have a weird sex scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's know, quick. One... Oh, it's quick. Listen, you want to talk about two pump chumps? That's, That's Tony. Tony. That's, That's Tony. Tony. So, yeah, Tony. And uh... Instantly negs her the minute they're done. Yeah. Immediately just an asshole. Yeah. Um, so Tony goes back to his car, sees his friends in there. He asked him, Hey, how'd you get in here? He said, Oh, the door is unlocked. Tony hits Marie so goddamn hard (laughs) across the face that you're just like, okay, sweetie, you gotta leave this. You You gotta gotta get go. You gotta run. (laughs) Yeah. Tail. 
get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so far, and not a one redeeming quality on this guy. No. He's got a car. Absolutely. Yeah. Tony has a car. And that's about all you can say about Tony. <laughs> now, conservatively, how mm-hmm. many puffs of that cigarette do you think his friend took while he was being confronted by Tony? Oh, th- this guy was obviously a lifetime smoker. Um, he... <laughs> I think he, his name is Tommy, by the way. I think it's Tony and Tommy. And let me tell you, in the end of the movie, I think the filmmakers got that confused. You know what? 100%. 100%. By the way, I'm trying to remember how we lose Tommy. I think it's in a pool. It's in a pool. Yeah. It's in a pool. I almost said the Z word. I wanted to surprise the audience. Um, <laughs> oh. But, but um, yeah, Tommy is smoking a cigarette, and between every word he's saying, he's taking a pool because he's so nervous. And I was just like, that's choice that this actor is making. No one on earth choice. smokes like that. Never, before or after. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, poor Marie gets hit so goddamn hard in the face. Tony orders her to get in the car, and for some reason she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrew has been nice enough to get Julie's book. And bring it to her. She's in the car with, I'm going to call him Julie's boyfriend. And he hands her the book. And they're making out in the car. I should mention that. And he hands Julie the book. Her boyfriend's very rude. Very big asshole. He was just trying to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. He's saying. (laughs) But but he really, for the most of the movie, till he he does an unforgivable thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're like, um... Is he going to be a nice version of Lucifer or something? Yeah. I mean, they're playing this as Lucifer in high school. Yeah. <laughs> He's the outcast in high school. Which, again, if if this movie is trying to make the play of, okay, this is what it's like to be gay, small-town America. You know, you have this very quiet, shy guy trying to do everything right, and no one... No one treats him with respect at all. I can get on that boat. You know, I, I get where we're going with that. And I'd be more interested in that movie than whatever I'm watching right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, again, I think there's a subtext to Tony where, in my mind, Tony might be a little Tony, bit... I think Tony is gay. I think he's closeted. I think he's very closeted. The way his story ends up playing out... You kind of look back on it and go, oh, there's a reason for all this anger. I get it. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. I get it. Okay. Makes sense. He's a power guy, and I think probably power bottom. Oh, let's be honest. He's <laughs> with that dick? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, why do you think he needed to use his gun instead of his dick yeah, later on? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And we don't know what they did in that boiler room. We don't know what he's into. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. (laughs) There's so much strong plot to reach to for right now. (laughs) Okay, so after he hands her the book, Julie immediately starts fantasizing about Andrew. Yeah, but it's a little rapey. Oh, it's rapey. And it's, at the same time, not sexual, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of as if a gay guy tried to have sex with a woman it's almost that way yeah it was just very abrupt and doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing uh so yeah that scene goes away uh again don't understand why she had the vision whatever the case may be 
We then cut to just one of these very interesting cuts to Andrew's dad, who is a mailman, and he delivers mail to a lady named Margaret, who we come to determine is the archangel Mikael, mm-hmm. which is not that easy to pronounce. Hey, Drew. Um, thank you, Corey. Um, so they have a long conversation, which doesn't come back at all, I would say. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of discussion about Andrew and how smart he is. Margaret replies with something kids are kids are weird. And then she said, did I offend you? <laughs> and he said, weird. yeah. And then... He responds, she said, did I offend you? He responds, no, but I got to go. And no shit, we don't see him until the last part of this movie. And when he comes back, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still in this movie. Yeah, you forgot about dear dad, dear old dad. (laughs) Again, it's as if the writer finished writing the script and said, fuck, that character has no conclusion. At all. We, I guess we got to bring him back and have him do something batshit insane. <laughs> yeah. For no good reason? No reason, no payoff. Yeah. Um, nothing yeah, at d- all. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Because then uh, Margaret gives us some exposition about how she's Mikael, and mm-hmm. we find out Raphael went to jail for yeah. what they killing cons- a man. For killing a man. Which makes sense. I mean... <laughs> and uh, he went to medieval jail? <laughs> Somehow? He went to the Sheriff of Nottingham's uh, yeah. fucking dungeon yeah. at the bottom of a castle. The The set for that is so wild. So he literally somehow becomes... And the only way I can describe it is... I can't remember the actor's name. But the torturer from, uh, from Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Just becomes that, just looks like that guy. Yeah. He looks like a semi-normal priest, but then when he's in jail, he just looks like this pale, Mm -hmm. ghostly. Or he looks like Billy Crystal from The Princess Bride. A little bit of that, too. Yeah, there's that as well. So, But Margaret is is the priest whose name is Tom. They are brother and sister. And they also happen to be Raphael, Mikael, respectively. Correct. Uh, So we get this... Very long scene, and they unload on who Margaret is. And we're like, okay, great. We then cut to Andrew coming back home and visiting his mother, who they have now locked away in a room, of which she is now in a vegetative state almost. Yep. Uh, and all she can do is smoke her cigarettes. Uh, and Andrew gives her a cigarette, walks away, we also don't see her until the last part of this movie. And again, again no malice. None. None. In fact, Not me and... you would almost seem like he kind of feels bad that she is like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And again, playing into that, you know, gay son and having a strong relationship to their mother and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, I... it goes back to what you said. When is this turn occur like when does that why can't we see yeah why (laughs) when where is this realization like oh i'm satan 
I'm going to get back at all the people that treated me like shit. Like, I'm that's... the devil. Yeah. I have to take over the world and yeah. fill it with with the souls of the damned. I guess the souls <laughs> of the damned. Uh, I, again, I don't know if they even go deep into why he's doing all this. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. But how, you know, how dare we? There's still more movie to go, Corey. So at that point, after he visits his mother in the locker room, we then see Andrew at the castle. And uh, like you said, there's a straight up fucking tour going on with a tour guide on a boat explaining a good part of the movie, I suppose. Um, Again, don't know where this town is. Why does Lucifer keep showing up here? But Andrew at this point is full on. Yep. I'm Lucifer. Let me do some magic. What is he? Is my thing. <laughs> well, there was no lead up to that, and then he's kind of back to being just Twink Andrew. That's true. That's true. The next scene. Yeah. So he uses some magic, starts a fire in a fountain, or I guess that's a fountain. Doesn't I doesn't actually I really... do anything, to be honest. I mean, he, no. Nothing actually comes from this specific event. He just shows he us that he basically said. <laughs> He basically said, let's get this party started. And then did a light show inside this fucking fountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, again, so weird. Uh, so at that point, we then jump to Julie's house. And Julie's boyfriend comes. And now we've already been told that he's not the smartest bulb. But when he shows up at Julie's house, he got a full ride to fucking Columbia University. <laughs> Somehow he did it. Yeah. To go, I mean, he's going to go to medical school, which says a lot about the state of healthcare in this country. But <laughs> this man is going to go to medical school. And the most insulting line you can imagine is, he says, yeah, I'm going to be Dr. So-and-so, and you're going to be Mrs. Dr. So-and-so. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to go to college, too, so uh, fuck uh, off. And you're making a lot of presumptions. We're just a high school couple, my guy. And then insanity ensues. He asks her to marry him. Sure. Yeah. Pulls out a ring, this 18-year-old kid who looks like a 28-year-old kid, but it's 18-year-old kid pulls out a ring, and they're basically like, we're going to keep this a secret until after we graduate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, was this was, was your favorite line in this scene? What was my favorite line in this scene? Was your favorite line of the movie in this scene? No. Okay, so, because I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. After he proposes to her and explains he got into Columbia, he decides to say, well, do you believe me now? And she responds, well, I have no choice. And I'm like, that's not mm. a yes, dude. I, to, yeah. To, to me, she did not say yes. I don't know. At best, that's a maybe. <laughs> Just depends, you um, know. Perhaps. So. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. So weird, but hey, it's nineteen eighty one. What do we know, Corey? Um. So yeah, that happens, and then we get to the notorious shower scene. I, yeah. <laughs> so this is again Shutter points this out on their description which I love I love that they let you know right away 
There's a gay shower scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they call it notorious. Yeah, they call it the notorious gay shower scene. Uh, where gay is played for horror, which is true. Yeah. It is. Is this a lot of gay panic? 100%. The most. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the most. Uh, so before we get there, again, playing with this idea of Tony, Andrew, and this whole subtext of gay in a small town. And uh, Tony is flirting with Andrew hardcore in this scene leading up to the shower. Wait, wait. So in the scene leading up to the shower, when when did they interact? Because I'm trying to remember. Uh, t- Andrew is walking to school. Uh-huh. Or, I'm sorry, he's walking through the parking lot. Tony leans on his car and he's like, hey, do you smoke pot? That's now, right. Now listen. That's right. At no point in this movie has Tony been nice to anybody. <laughs> he has been nothing That's but right. a very fucking monster. Yeah, he's been a fucking monster. Why would he be nice to Andrew? You know what I mean? Like, why is that happening? That's right. Good point. Yeah. So he's telling, he's like, hey, you want to smoke with us? Blah, blah, blah. He gives a very telling line. He said, hey, pot won't let you make you grow tits. Which, never heard that in my fucking life. <laughs> uh, no, no one has because they made it up for this. <laughs> Did they just want to do the trick later on? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Because when he said then, that, I, it was like, you know, you know, they say pot will make you grow tits. I'm like, who said that? Who, who told you that? Who, Tony? Who? who what are you well, talking about? What? Who told you anything will make you grow tits? Yeah. <laughs> But, Except eating a lot of candy, which, yeah, that probably will. 100% make you grow tits, okay? <laughs> and it's not fun. Um, so, yeah, I see this as Tony hitting on Andrew. But nothing compares to what we're coming to. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like baseline what's going on. Uh, if Tony, if this subtext is going on, Tony is definitely flirty with Andrew. Because mm-hmm. he even makes fun of his own girlfriend in that scene. Well, she doesn't have any tits, which she, uh, in the future we saw. She had, yeah, she did have. Those were B, very nice one. Those are B to C cups. Those are she had tits. Yeah. Listen, they were beautiful. Good for good for Marie. Again, I was like, oh, I really was like, I can see the outline of of them right now, Tone. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are you talking about? Um, again, Marie, get out of this toxic relationship. What Marie, are you doing? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out of the car, never turn back. (laughs) Just never turn back. So, yeah. So, Tony does this flirting with Andrew. And Andrew, again, up still to this point, is just shy guy. You know, oh, I'm just trying to get through life. You know, this whole thing. Uh, So, then we get to the gym scene. Uh, Or the shower scene, actually. Shower scene's first, yeah. the, The guys come in from whatever you're fucking doing, gym. And they're getting ready to get, get in the shower. Now, Corey, listen, in my high school, we didn't do showers. There was never a shower situation. Do you guys do showers after gym? Um, we did them after wrestling, yeah. Oh, you took wrestling? Blaine and I did wrestling, yeah. I did not know that. I'm going to have to change my note. That's, <laughs> I'm <yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I will say I, I only did it for one year because I fucking hated it. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> Blaine did it. <laughs> I don't think Blaine, I can't remember how long he did it. I think he did it for at least two, maybe even three years. I don't think he did it all four though. Anyway, so after you wrestle, you take a shower, I guess. Yeah, but and and it, we didn't want to. Blaine and I were kind of like, this 
kind of blows. We're 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 pretty young. I don't know if we want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, but eventually, we just you just you you stink, and it's just it's easier to go ahead and get it done. It has to be done, right? Has yeah. to be done. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. I, I. It's one of those things where it's just weird that that occurs. <laughs> that you would force teenagers to take a shower, but. I couldn't think of anything more uncomfortable, regardless if you're gay or not. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you're definitely in your most vulnerable, and you kind of hate yourself a little bit at that age. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah. not to mention, no fucking kid is nice. So yeah. it's just, it's not good. God damn it! I know this is a sidebar, but I was listening to I forget what podcast it was, but they were doing a discussion about school in the seventies. And there were schools in the 1970s, Corey, where if they had a pool at their gym, they made the male students swim naked in high school. If there was, (laughs) I just have to repeat that because even when I heard it, I was like, I'm sorry, what? They made them swim naked, which seems like a creep show fiasco <laughs> that is insanity Weird. it's yeah and they had this guy on he was talking about it and he was like even we thought it was super weird but they forced us to swim naked it had something to do with hygiene it was like ew i don't know i don't know i don't that. know i don't know I anyway it's more hygienic to cover your scrot. <laughs> just saying and and a word you love Corey: butthole Butthole. <laughs> yeah, cover the butthole. Any fucking way. Back on track. So we're in the shower now. Uh, this consists of Tony, his best friend, some other random extras, and Andrew. Andrew's just in there chilling, minding his business. Andrew's to... by himself at first. They all come in. Yeah. Rowdy assholes. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe this. <laughs> well... They play this as... A queer baiting, like queer baiting, kind of. I mean, it's queer baiting, but it's also this weird, like, uh, well, first of all, this is how gay porn starts. If anybody's interested, this is exactly <laughs> how it starts. <laughs> hey, so, we're already naked. You want to go on a date? <laughs> when Tommy says to Tony, Hey, Andrew's pretty cute, I was like, yeah, What is going on? Off. I said, what's going on here? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> did my TV change? Um, I was like, wait a second. Oh, did and I then, get that tape out of the fuck? I forgot to oh, take that tape. Oh, my tape. Because <laughs> I, I leave my, Did I leave my tape in the VCR, the VCR again? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, and then, which is like a weird comment, not to mention the, the delivery on it is insane, but not, it's a weird comment. And then everybody else plays into it as if this is a normal game to play. <laughs> and then Tony turns around and he's like, yeah, he is cute. Uh, would you give, he says something to the effect of, will you give me a kiss? Yeah, yeah. And again, I was like, what high school is this? And what did I miss out on? Uh, but... <laughs> Either Tony's just fully gay and in the closet, or he's like, tapped into the uber bullying or he's just like figured out the cheat code (laughs) 
to really to really pinpoint someone's someone's vulnerability about perhaps being gay. Uh, yeah, um, it's bizarre, and it's a. It's, I don't know if it's effective. In fact, it's not effective. It's not <laughs> effective. It's. It seems like <laughs> Tony is just like, "Hey, man, I need a way into this," and I, that's all I can get from it because immediately Tony walks over to Naked Andrew, and they kiss, and this is where the gay kiss plays into horror. Because then it's like, oh no, Tony's been sucked into whatever evil bullshit. Holy shit. I had a, I had a moment just now. What if... <laughs> if we're going to play, again, by this thread I've tried to sew in this movie. Is the filmmaker trying to say that homosexuality, that when he kisses Andrew, that he's now sucked into some... Weird, deep, dark Christian hatred about being gay. And that's the reason he freaks out so hard and they can't break up because he likes it but doesn't want to deal with that. Is that what we're going with here? Um, I, I, and now that, keep that's, in mind, that, if that's anything, that's subtext because I think, <laughs> yeah, I think the overarching thing is that, well, it's Andrew that's that's make that's prolonging the kiss. But at the same time, the actor mm-hmm. playing Andrew is not playing it like that. No, he's not. But we're le- we're at least uh, we're at least deducing that Andrew is sending it right back to him, and he's and he won't let go of him. He's making the kiss look longer than it. I'm mm-hmm. sure Tony wanted it to be. But again, but Tony leaned in fully for a kiss. He did. I mean, um, this wasn't like a I'm just joking. Peck you on the cheek. Tony goes lip locked with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> hardcore. So you're I, saying that you think Tony was the one holding him and not letting Andrew go? I, well, again, giving this movie about a hundred times more credence than it deserves, <laughs> it, you could look at it like that. I imagine okay. that it was Tony didn't want to let go, and when he does, he's freaked the fuck out and makes the scene that he does. But so, but the way the movie is obviously playing it is. Satan has done something to Tony and Tony is, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just shaken, I guess, by whatever occurred, but I'm even more, he went to molest someone and they basically molested him right back. Yeah. But I'm even more confused by the reaction Lucifer slash Andrew is having in that scene. Right. Like what, again, we've established that he does know he's Lucifer or that he does know he's got demonic powers. But he's, he's got pl- something. He's, he's got playing something. like he was violated. But again, I guess subtext. He, he feels weird because he now knows he's gay and Tony feels weird cuz he is worried about being gay. I could see that playing into it if this movie was, you know, half a bit smarter than what it actually is. But now it's could you say that could we argue we could that have... Lucifer and Andrew are two different entities. And that you know, Lucifer could... is taking over, and it just eventually does take over. And I gotta tell you, that's a much more interesting movie. And that maybe Way at the castle, that's not Andrew. That's just Lucifer, who is, who is, for the moment, taken over the body. Yeah. And that, so these other scenes are Andrew, who is kind of having moments of being taken over by Lucifer. 
I'm willing to get on that train. Not I, just giving in to some darkness. He's actually being possessed. I, see, and again, I don't think that's what this movie is, but that's a far more interesting movie with that concept going on. I would rather watch that than what we end up with. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just don't subscribe to Andrew knowing anything at these points. He doesn't seem to. No. And then he really does seem to. <laughs> yeah. It's all or nothing that's going on right now. Yeah. And I mean, like, what's coming up? Like, uh, oh, God, this is this is where we get into what I'm going to call the longest <laughs> and boring scenes of these movies, of this movie in particular. So after the shower scene, first of all, can we talk about... Uh, there's some frontal nudity coming from this poor actor. <laughs> Tony, and, Tony is um, Tony's not well endowed, unfortunately. You know, I'm I'm gonna try and be nice to this actor and say there's a little shrinkage, a little yeah, shrinkage, a little, a little shrink. He didn't he didn't he didn't fluff before this scene. He, you know what? Tommy didn't fluff him before this scene. That's what happened. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think we can all agree that uh, if you're gonna do full fronts, you gotta fluff. You gotta fluff. You gotta fluff. You got to. Okay, so we now we now pause on homosexuality for a minute, and we jump into <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, I liked it. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to listen. You got to pause. pause and can your I say, game. famous non-fluffer Harvey Keitel? You know what? <laughs> I don't think he fluffed. Listen, Harvey walks into a room. And you just assume he fluffed. There's no fluff. There's no fluff. No. You know who else? Mm. I was going to tell you, and the name slipped out of my mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Magneto. Um, Does that give you a clue? Young or old? <laughs> <laughs> oh, young. Young. <laughs> Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Thank you. Michael Fassbender. Yes. Also, doesn't need a fluffer. Absolutely. What movie was he fully fronted? I forget, but I remember it was a big joke all year long, and I think he got a fucking Academy Award nomination because of it. Got so it. Hey, they were like, "Oh, what it takes. they were like, oh, you um, you hanged on. Well, here's an Academy Award nomination. Where's Jason Siegel's Academy Award? Jeez, tell me about it. Uh, he needed a fluffer. Uh, he, he did get that, that's actually been confirmed by um, Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> needed that fluffer. Um, I actually find Jason Siegel fairly attractive, if I'm being honest. But do you prefer a young freaks and geeks style, or no? no. I prefer uh, forgetting Sarah. I love forgetting Sarah. <laughs> that was maybe one of my favorite like comedy movies of that Apatow production era, and we Agreed. saw that in theaters, and we were like, no one's seen this movie. It is incredible. Yeah, and you know who was just astounding is my favorite human being of all time. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. goddamn right. Yep. <laughs> of people that have taken weird turns, <laughs> Russell oh, Brand is really, really up there. <laughs> man, oh man. I actually read his autobiography years ago. Oh, you're the one. Okay. I, I, How'd it go? Not good. Bad. No. Is he interesting at all? No. Oh, okay. He, he, he's one of those people that really wrote the pages like, I'm the most interesting person you'll ever oh. read about. 
My favorite. So he's doing a real Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got you it. May as well read. Anyway, mm-hmm. so is the next scene the priest and Margaret scene? Yeah, this is the next scene where Margaret yeah. meets with the preacher, and I'm just going to give you the baseline. Boy, Margaret's, like, <laughs> Margaret's like, remember uh, the priest who's actually Raphael? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I think he was right. The priest basically says, eh, I don't think so. And she's like, but. <laughs> and he comes back and he's like, stop being crazy, Margaret. Fuck. And that's the scene. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And trust me, when I say three times watching that scene and couldn't be more angry that I realized that it doesn't play into it doesn't anything. Matter. It doesn't matter. It just plays in the fact that the priest is not helpful. Yeah. He's not helpful. And again, I just want to circle back. 18 years ago, a baby exploded in his arms yeah. and boiling and boiled over. You have seen some weird shit. Yeah. So when Margaret comes to you and she's like, hey, I think there might be an evil entity in this town. Why is your not first thought not like, oh, yeah, you know what? There was that <laughs> baby that shot blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was weird. We were baptizing him, and the holy water started to boil. Blood was everywhere. I wonder if this could be the kid. I wonder if that's the kid. We could hear him crying from miles away. (laughs) And And also, he just turned these two people into, well... (laughs) Shells of humans? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hadn't even seen Miriam in years at this point. (laughs) I thought she was dead. I thought they were both dead. Yeah. Uh, So then we cut to Julie, who one might even forget she's in this movie. Uh, But she has another dream about Andrew and wakes up with scratches. Uh, Again, I guess all this is from the fact that they touched hands when they gave a book back. Yeah. Okay. And I love a little sneak peek into Andrew being a little bit flaming because Mm. there's a shadow of him, like, kind of winged, like, with, like, a cloak. I was like, oh, okay, Andrew. Oh, someone's got some flair. Okay. (laughs) All right, right, Andrew. (laughs) Shades of Frank and Furter. Okay, Andrew. All right. Uh, I see you've met my... I was waiting for you to finish it, Corey. Oh, sorry. It's been a long time. I don't remember that line. Faithful handyman. Thank you. you. Uh, So, yeah, when Julie gets cuts from her dream, again, you think it's going to play into something later on? Not at all. Uh, We then cut back to the high school. Well, do you like that Julie has a fucking headshot of her boyfriend above her bed? What's this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just a professional headshot of Mark right above her bed. It's the actor's headshot? Uh Uh-huh. It's like an (laughs) 8x10. I mean, why not? Actually, it's like a why 10 not? by 12. It's big. Holy shit. You know what's even worse? He hung it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just in case uh, anything happens, you can remember me. I guarantee it's his professional headshot, the actor's. Oh, it most certainly is his professional headshot. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. So we then cut back to the school, and <laughs> we find out, once again, Andrew, just being, you know, just being him. He's a genius, and he gets accepted into, without an exaggeration, every fucking college, <laughs> full scholarship. Uh, now, do we need this scene? And the a- answer is very clear. No. No. 
There's no reason to have it. If we needed, if, if we if we had the scene and Andrew's like, okay, maybe I'll do a different tactic and I'll just become crazy smart, become a politician, mm-hmm. yep. and I'll just I'll just run the world from yeah. the highest seat in in the right. United States. That could be mm-hmm. a good plan, Andrew. Yeah, and you could and you could probably do that feasibly if you're that smart. Mm-hmm. And the devil. <laughs> yeah, and the devil. Uh, but again, this movie isn't that smart, and that's the problem. <laughs> So no, because the castle is going to be demolished soon, so guess we have those plans. Yeah, we gotta get those plans in order. So we do this scene where Andrew talks to his fucking guidance counselor. 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 So he talks to the guidance counselor. We then cut to maybe the second best scene in this entire movie. Ah, uh, it's bonkers. This dodgeball scene is in. Incredible. <laughs> it comes out of left field. Yep. Don't when it happens, it's just like what? So let's break this down. We have a gym coach played by an actor who is under the assumption he might get an Academy Award from this yeah. scene. Um so many of these actors are like, this may be the only movie I'm ever in. I'm gonna give it my fucking everything. The I, just to backtrack, the priest, when he's the talking priest, to Miriam. Sure. The dad. He is like, this is my Oscar scene. That's what I was going to say. The priest is really giving it at all. Yeah. yeah. He, he's really giving it. And that's the last time we have any anything. real interaction with him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But back to this dodgeball scene, because it cannot be forgotten. <laughs> Listen, there is, and Corey, we've, if we've said it before, we've said it a million times. We stand a short king. We really mm-hmm. stand a short king. Yeah. There's a fellow in this <laughs> who is shorter than the rest. Uh-huh. And uh, listen, I don't know if he's given off a the other sister vibe, but <laughs> God, I couldn't. I think that they might have been implying he might have Down syndrome. I think that's uh, okay. Think and look, it's 1981. Yeah. You know what? Good for him. I love inclusion. Love inclusion. But he's odd. Um, and what I mean it's odd is, it's uh, they kind of let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Do you, man. Yeah. But, again, Corey and I, we stay in a short game. <laughs> he's, a, he's a little guy. Yeah, he's a little guy. Uh, so they do roll call, which I don't know if anybody comprehends anything anyone's saying. <laughs> uh, what's the point of doing roll call if you just scream every name within milliseconds of each other? Yeah. The only person to respond was Mark. He was like, here, and then they say Andrew Williams, and he doesn't respond, but it's the last fucking name. Yeah. So, of course. So, because Andrew had this guidance counselor meeting, he shows up late to gym. The gym coach is furious. Because he's 54 seconds late. You're fucking up the dodgeball game. And you know it takes 20 minutes to shower afterwards, so we got to get things moving. So, he makes Andrew do 54 push-ups. Andrew does not like this. He's He feels a certain kind of way about it. Mm-hmm. The dodgeball game commences as Andrew does push-ups. And we're getting the vibe that Andrew is doing something paranormal to the gym teacher. (laughs) Because this guy is going berserk. At first I was wondering if Andrew's doing that or if this is just... This gym teacher loves dodgeball. I is passionate about dodgeball. (laughs) I wish that was the case. (laughs) It simply isn't. It's not. But there's... 
even in a movie like this, if that's that guy's acting, I think they would even say, cut, you really got to stop. <laughs> Tone it down. Hey, hey Jer- Jeremy, we've, we've been over this. <laughs> Jeremy. You can't do this. But less is more. Less is more. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but less is more. So Andrew, I'm, I'm going to assume, is possessing the gym yeah. coach um, who's losing his fucking mind. <laughs> He's like inserting some sort of mania into this, <laughs> into this gym teacher's mind. Yeah. He is too into this game. And at the culmination of it all, at the peak, Andrew does a push-up and his eyes are now yellow. Uh-huh. He's very angry. He's devil angry. Let's just say it. He's devil angry. Mm-hmm. And the gym teacher then runs into the dodgeball court and throws a dodgeball at Julie's boyfriend, Mark, so goddamn hard (laughs) that he flies 20 feet back into the rafters, into the rafters (laughs) and crushes him solid (laughs) to the point where he is bleeding out of all of his orifices. (laughs) He is dead Immediately. From a dodgeball. <laughs> Somehow yeah. the dodgeball didn't just explode. No. <laughs> or didn't shoot through him like a fucking cannonball, but crushed him against the bleachers. And again, this gym teacher going for that Oscar. His. <laughs> he gets on all fours and puppy dog walks over. It is so strange. <laughs> And He's then, like, oh no, oh no. To top it all off, the camera is just crotch level as all of the boys start walking into right. the shot that's that we don't actually see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's Andrew, also yep. prone in the back in the distance. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it listen, folks, if you watch this movie for nothing else, check out the dodgeball scene, because it's it's something to watch. Um So yeah, and oh, Honestly, the funeral is the very next scene for Mark. <laughs> and, and, and Andrew <laughs> is just lurking in the background. Lurker. Absolute lurker in this scene. But I want to know what the aftermath of what just happened. God. Well, How that's... do you explain that to a police officer? <laughs> what yeah. is the what is the autopsy like? Like what happened to the gym teacher after this? Probably went to jail. He has to go to jail, right? Yeah. But killed a kid. I would just love a scene where they're interviewing every single person. Like, no, you don't understand. He threw this plastic ball, and it killed this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obliterated his insides. And and again, Andrew looks like upset and stunned that that just happened. Exactly. Further reinforcing, he's not in control. I. He's not doing this. Lucifer's I'm willing to go this. down this road with you. Yeah. I just wish the movie was. <laughs> I really wish this movie was coherent. Because like you said, a better movie is Andrew getting taken over. Like Andrew being this decent human, just getting overrun by Satan. That's a more yeah. interesting story. But again, we don't know when anything takes place. So, yeah, we're now at Mark's funeral. <laughs> um, everybody's real sad, especially Julie. Um uh, and what I think Mikael shows up, she prays over his uh, coffin. Andrew's lurking in the background, walks away. 
and I want to I want to really clarify this for the audience. We've mentioned Julie a lot. I would say cumulatively she's had two minutes of screen time. We're giving her a lot more than this movie did. She's not in the movie hardly at all yet. I mean, how many lines do you think she said? Three so far? Maybe almost. I mean, she's she barely said anything in the beginning. She spoke to Mark uh, when yep. he got accepted. That's kind of it. Yeah. That's really all the backdrop Julie gets so far. She's wallpaper. She's yeah. wallpaper. Um, so at this point, and this is another one of these scenes where I'm like, why is this scene so goddamn long? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's with out of context completely. Andrew is swinging on a swing in the middle of we don't know where. Mikael, uh, the archangel, she... She goes to Tom slash Raphael's grave, just cementing the fact that he is dead. He is now buried. I guess she's praying there. I'm not exactly sure. I can tell you this. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. But at this point, Andrew, I don't know if he senses this situation, but he somehow metaphysically makes a branch fall on her head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure how it works. I assumed immediately Mikhail was dead. Um, Me too. I thought she was well dead. That yeah. branch hit her pretty hard. Yeah. And left a heinous scar that's yeah. there for the rest of the movie. But again, jumps back to Julie, visions of Raphael's death. It's almost as if like she's mimicking it. And this is where we see Raphael in his uh, Sheriff in Nottingham dungeon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a guy... Trying to feed him gruel, and he refuses to eat it. <laughs> it's so is dumb. There, is there puke on the guard's leg? Corey, my next note, there's puke all over this guard's leg. It's <laughs> 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 vomit all over this man. God. Like, what? Why? I don't know what we're going for here. But anyway. <sighs> so that well, one happens. One thing we haven't mentioned, just so everybody knows, is that Raphael is here. Because he's communicating to us mm-hmm. the whole movie. And for whatever reason, even though Mikhail is an angel of God and a metaphysical being underneath Margaret, mm-hmm. she, cannot, she can't, she does not know he's there. She just can't sense him. Doesn't have a clue. Makes Doesn't no sense. Doesn't have a clue. Makes yeah. zero sense. But he's there <laughs> the whole time urging her along. And then now this scene, Julie is also having kind of an awakening yes. while this is also occurring. And he starts to speak to her, and we find out that Julie is the is Gabrielle, Gabrielle and Body. Thank you, Corey, because I was just about to sum up the next twenty minutes of this movie with one sentence. Julie goes to Mikael. Mikael tells her she's Gabriel. Julie believes it wholeheartedly. She doesn't, though. She's kind of just like Julie's, like a little bit stunned. Looks kind of like she's broken. Uh, and yeah. she's just like, um, huh. I'm an I'm an angel of, angel of what now? And Mika, Margaret like grabs her and moves her. And she's like, just just like forcing her to understand this. Yeah. And so, but we leave this scene and she's not on board. Fair enough. Fair enough. Corey, but Mikael's like, you're gonna be you. my partner on this, and we're, you're gonna do this. <laughs> now, Corey, did Andrew do a couple of skip tins during this scene? One hundred percent. One hundred tins. One hundred. So. <laughs> Anyway, we get to the most disturbing scene of this fucking movie now. 
and I guess this is Andrew's full transition to the devil. Andrew kills a motherfucking dog. Mm-hmm. Acts fucking hatchets a dog. Hatchets a dog. Which is bad enough. I didn't like it. Then we spend the next ten minutes of Andrew drinking this dog's blood and I guess eating it? I couldn't tell what he was doing. Well, either way, kind of heinously, like, gripping it and shaking yeah. it and punching it. And that dog looks fucking real. Yeah. Given all credit to the makeup people. If this is yeah. a fake dog, great You guys work. nailed it. I um, now see why this movie looks very cheap in a lot of scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably mm-hmm. probably if we had high res, because I was watching on Shutter and it wasn't high res. This is still 80s. 80, it was very as much good as it gets. Yeah. As they could make it. Um, but that looked like a real dog. It, it creeped me out. It really did creep me out. I didn't mm. like it at all. And probably the, the if I'm going to put a word on it, creepiest of all the scenes. Yeah. Of all. Uh, and it's here where I'm kind of like, we must have missed we must have cut a chunk. No. <laughs> because here's where I would have liked to see Julie get on board and maybe mm-hmm. sit with Margaret and actually train a little bit and kind of learn a bit more about who she is. We don't need that because she's on board the next scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's also here that Andrew had just gone from just being at a funeral and swinging <laughs> to fully killing animals and drinking their blood. Yeah. He's committed also, now. What, yeah. Where was that? Where was where was his realization scene? None. Because Andrew Andrew's gone at this one. point. Andrew, Andrew, as we see him, the nice, sweet little boy Twink, is gone at this point. Yeah. Little boy Twink, Andrew is gone. We're now in full Satan regalia. Yeah. He's ready to go. Vo- uh, accompanied with a voice change. Later on, yeah. We get, a, we get a voice change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, we now cut to... A scene where, again, I had to rewind it because I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And apparently, this town is having a mega play. A passion play. A passion play of... This is called a passion play, Corey? This is called a passion play when the death of Jesus Christ, yeah. Which I couldn't imagine a more thrilling time to spend a Saturday night. I guess it's actually called The Passion Play. I, th- I think like, it, needs, it needs the the. Like uh, The Passion of the Christ? Well, that's why he called it that. Mm. You know, he's he keeps getting better and better at that Mel Gibson. Oh, man. Now, Corey, well, I, saw a, I saw a picture recently. You stand uh, in anti-Semite, right? <laughs> I, I can't even continue this. Yes, and no. <laughs> no, you I don't. don't like him. I don't <laughs> like him at all. <laughs> uh, there is now a picture that surfaced. Well, at first, Carrie Lake, we all remember her, right? <laughs> Talk about not just an anti Semite, but probably. Oh, a lot anti, worse. Anti everything. Yeah. If you're not white, period. Let's be honest. Anything that's not her. She's against it. So, apparently she mentioned a while back that Mel Gibson was her favorite actor because he makes people mad. Fuck you, lady. But anyway, so, she said that, and now a picture has surfaced uh, not long ago where Mel Gibson and her were, like, having dinner. Of course. And I'm just like, what? Again, Corey, 
what fucking world am I living in? <laughs> Why am I having to do this? <laughs> Carrie Lake is the type of woman that would have been against suffrage. Yeah. Like 1,000%. Hey, Corey, I hate to bring it to you. She probably is currently against suffrage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, her mind ain't changed. It's the same. <laughs> anyway. Dumb. 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 So, yeah, we're having this passion play. A big setup. Apparently, everybody, including Tony, is going to this thing. Uh, and all it's his friends. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. This is a Catholic town. Apparently so. And so everybody dresses up, including Tony. And then we get a scene between Tony and Marie, which, once again, Marie, babe, you gotta fucking run. Tony pulls out a pistol Oof. and points this at her head. And essentially tells her if she ever leaves him or whatever, he would murder her. Or something of that nature. And maybe it's the Alec Baldwin of it all that's going on. But anytime now I see a gun pointed at someone's head, especially when I know this movie was either made for a dollar or a million dollars, I just don't feel confident in anyone checking that gun properly. So it it, that was very uneasy for me. I was like, Jesus. And then he pulls the trigger. And I was like, fuck. And I thought that was the worst part. <laughs> We've said it before. I truly cannot believe that there is a literal history of this happening, and it happened again. Brandon yeah. Lee died for the same thing. Yeah. The same reason, and yet y'all fucking did it again. How do you not, how do you not have every system in place to stop this sort of thing from happening? The sad part is, I think there is, but I think we need to reevaluate... Do we really need a authentic gun that could actually fire bullets no. in a movie? We don't. Nope. Listen, it's 2023, folks. Can't you 3D print something that fucking almost looks like a gun? Do you we could. need a real one? Do we need you, a real you could. one? Yeah. Can 3D Any print anything. Way. Any fucking way. So, again, I thought the worst part was that Tony pointed the gun at Marie's head. Then he inserts it into her vagina? Uh, yeah. Power move, that's a, Oof. and it's a, and, it, and it's like we said earlier, it's it's, I think it's because he doesn't want to use his other tool anymore. I don't think his other tool works. Let's oh, be honest. Man. Listen, he got some of that Andrew in his life, and he said, "I don't know if I can go back. Don't know if it can happen. Kind of done." No. Anyway, so we then cut to. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we go. Corey, I cannot explain to you the sheer surprise. <laughs> this when is Andrew's the third dad act kicking off. <laughs> kicking when, off. When Andrew's dad shows back up at that bar, I said, oh my God, that's right. He is still in this movie. He's still here? He never still? had any kind of closing, but all of a sudden, he is at the realization that his son is the devil. Mm-hmm. Again, no pathos how we arrived here. Anything. Just, oh, my son's the devil. Also, Andrew hasn't fucked them at all the whole movie. Hasn't the even spoken movie. to him. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't From experienced the... anything negative. No. We have now, not seen. 18 years prior, and he probably just, did he just break at the birthday party? Perhaps. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm just saying. It's so strange. It's so strange. So... <laughs> He shows up at this bar. He begins screaming, his son's the devil. He gets into a fight. 
scene cuts. And we're like, okay, well, yeah, that was weird. But scene cuts, that's it. I guess we're done with Andrew's dad. So we cut back to Tony and his group of fucking hooligans. And they get into a fight at a restaurant. And essentially Tony's like, fuck this. We're not going to the passion play. We're going to the island. And we're going to have an orgy is what I'm yeah, guessing. We're gonna yeah, we're going to fuck each other. All of yeah, us. we're going to fuck each other. Hey, just joking around, right, guys? <laughs> hey, why don't we uh, why don't we touch our dicks together, huh? huh? Hey, Tommy, you look good enough to eat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, hey, I'm just messing, just messing, man. <laughs> Do you want to kiss and uh, like freak out the girls? Marie, stop touching me. <laughs> the most abusive. <laughs> the most abusive. Okay, so things do start kicking off now, Corey. I think yeah. we're there. Big time. Andrew is now in full 100% devil mode. Yeah. The voice has now transitioned to a demonic creature. But also a little bit like there's a it's almost a little it's almost a little bit lispy. It's oh, it's got, a, got, a, got a little thin. thin. Yeah. It's <laughs> Here's yeah, it's Again, odd. <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have Andrew full Satan mode. And he does something that in a million years I did not expect was going to happen in this movie. <laughs> he raises fucking zombies, Corey. He raises. <laughs> you, I guess technically they're demons inhabiting dead corpses, but they're zombies. They're zombies. I mean, they act like a zombie. They move like a normal zombie would. <laughs> Hey, uh, if it for, lurks and fucking bites, it's a zombie. If you yeah. Me. I mean, some of them are carrying pitchforks. There's this one I noted that was carrying a doctor's bag. It was very weird. Yeah. He calls upon Beelzebub and Leviathan mm-hmm. and raises a bunch of fucking zombies. And his voice the whole time is, it's, it's, I, I mean, I guess it's, it's a like, voice. If that's well, what you, you know what it is? It <laughs> yeah, is yeah, fucking Buffalo Bill. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. yeah, it's Buffalo Bill. That's what it is. Here we go. Let's roll. <laughs> Beelzebub, would you fuck me? <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I think I, I mean, could take you for Leviathan. You got any poppers, love? <laughs> Levi? Levi? <laughs> you know, just gay stuff. Just gay just, stuff. Just... <laughs> With some beers. Tony's on the way. Have a good time. <laughs> Watch some whole movies. <laughs> what movie did he watch in fucking uh, Dahmer? What I don't was... remember. God. God damn it. Was it Star Wars? No. <laughs> no, it was something though. Some was it trip. Texas Chainsaw? No, because I thought it was like it was like a good movie and he was he was like Ugh, fucking who cares? <laughs> Absolutely who cares. <laughs> okay, so the zombies come. Uh and for no reason whatsoever, we get full scenes of this fucking passion play that play out in front of our face. <laughs> and Jesus is strange looking. Uh, yeah. Jesus seems a little... Uh, well, let me say this. Body on Jesus? Rockin'. Rockin' bod. Face on Jesus? Little, little work. Need a little I work. Think, I, don't, I don't think that actor slept for 40 days and 40 nights. Because <laughs> the bag's under his eyes. Woo. Oh, woo. And he... 
this actor in this passion play also going for his Oscar. He's really trying to go here. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, don't know why this movie decided to just put full clips of this play into this movie. Whatever. Uh, Mikael and Gabriel arrive, and this fucking passion play goes bananas. Uh, oh, before that, I missed a note, Corey. Yeah, big note. It's a big note. We then get f- some finality with Andrew's dad. <laughs> Andrew's dad, for no reason whatsoever, no lead up, anything, shows back up at the house, goes into the mother's room, who is now covered in cobwebs for some reason. Uh-huh. She's catatonic. <laughs> yep. Still catatonic. Andrew's dad walks up to her, puts a gun to her temple, and shoots her. To the blows point- her away. <laughs> She slams out the window. He shoots when he shoots her. Now listen, and, and that's a rap on the Williams. That's a rap on the family. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, you, you're just gonna kill her? What the fuck did she do? <laughs> she hasn't done anything the whole fucking yeah. movie. Listen, she's a victim too, man. Okay, you're not her the only. Her life's hard too, bud. Yeah. Okay. So fuck off. I hope. I don't know why you just wouldn't, at that point, allude to the fact that Mr. Williams kills himself. That's where you'd think this scene was yeah, leading to. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. So, I guess Mr. Williams survives. He probably gets off. Uh, <laughs> please insanity. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, after that extraordinarily odd scene, we then go back to another odd scene where this christening play, they've put Jesus on the cross, and he starts bleeding and, I guess, dies from that? He's, like, actually getting stigmated. There it is. He's been yeah. stigmated. Thank you. And, and so does most of the crowd. <laughs> they start getting stigmated. Yeah. The majority of the patrons at this uh, also just start bleeding randomly out of their forehead, and I guess also and die. Their, and their wrists. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. <laughs> they're yep. just, some of them are just straight up dying. <laughs> One of them gets struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget that. There's <laughs> a lightning scene. <laughs> and Jesus. Jesus gets struck by lightning. Yes, he does. He does. At this point, on the island, uh, Tony and his hooligans arrive. And uh, when they're there, Tommy and his girlfriend are killed by zombies in this pool, I guess? Well, it's like, so Tommy's for sure killed. Yeah. But I don't his girlfriend isn't. Or, is she, or well, there's another third girl that maybe I don't know about. You know what because it is? is she fifth wheel? Is this fifth wheel and girl? It could be fifth wheel girl. Because okay. there's a because Tommy and Tony's girl presumably get killed, but then there's another girl who I thought was Tommy's girl who just somehow doesn't die in the pool. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow, uh, I think there's three girls. Yeah. So the zombies kill them. We then get Tony and poor Marie, who's yeah. been through so much just in the span of this movie. She. Uh, Gets grabbed by a zombie. Tony runs, because he's an asshole forever and always. And Maria's alluded to be eaten alive by the zombies, I'm going to guess. I'm pretty sure Tony was literally saying, I would never do anything to hurt you. I'll always protect you. And then... <laughs> and also... And then, does not you know protect what? her. You know what, Marie? It takes you a long time to feel that some hand is on your foot. It, it takes, takes you about takes you about long. an hour for you to realize it. <laughs> yeah. There's a full-blown dead hand on you, Marie. 
so and, Tony. And, yeah. Well, it's at this part where I'm like, what? What are they? Which name is she saying? Because it sounds like she's screaming, Tommy. But he's Tony. Oh, yeah, he's Tony. He's and it happens Tony. again later, where I could have sworn they're screaming Tommy at him. I'm like, Tommy's dead. That's Tony. Yeah. Listen, this is 100% Tony, okay? But anyway, he, in some last-ditch valor, grabs this poor fifth-wheel girl, realizes that the boat he arrived on has sunk, mm-hmm. and then, in the logical next step, climbs to the top of the castle with this woman. And, right? Yeah, and, well, well, then we get a very interesting scene. So I, I got to talk this out. So they arrive at the top of the castle. Tony thinks something's wrong. Something's up. Something's, something's up. a little off. I don't know what it could be. My body feels different. Tony goes to a mirror. And ladies and gentlemen, Tony has boobs now. Tony's, <laughs> Tony's grown boobs. And let me just say. Very beautiful, feminine. Beautiful boobs. Nice boobs. Yeah, very nice <laughs> boobs. Um, and loses his mind more than when Marie died more than when he saw zombies he is blown away well it's pretty wild it's wild (laughs) don't get me wrong now listen it cuts then to Andrew who is in full evil mode sashaying inside let me tell you something he shows up in a fucking negligee that my mind Andrew is full queen at this moment. He is on RuPaul's Drag Race. He is incredible. <laughs> Man. And he's just like, hey, come hither. <laughs> Man. Um, Man. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild when he finally shows up. And I did laugh out loud because it is insane. So then at that point, he grabs Tony again in for a kiss. And I guess putting the final nail on this uh, self-pity coffin that is Tony... He would rather kill himself than admit that he's gay and stabs himself right in the gut. Yeah. I thought he stabbed himself in the tits, too. (laughs) He might have stabbed himself in the tits. I don't know. Fuck these tits. Yeah. So in a final bit. I don't even like them. In his final bit of self-hatred, Tony kills himself for being gay. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah. Uh... And then uh, Andrew takes uh, Brenda away and I guess spits blood in her mouth and she dies. Uh, he also stabs her. I didn't even notice he stabbed her. Big stab. Big stab. He, so at this point, we haven't really talked too much about it because who cares? But Julie and Margaret are alerted that something's wrong. Yeah. And they've grabbed the uh, the God picket. Um, yep. And they're on their way. Got a boat. They're on their way. And they arrive right as Andrew is about to stab Brenda to seal the sacrifice. Which, Uh, it happens, right? Yeah, he stabs her. Yeah, he stabs her. Because they're on the ground and he's up top. They cannot stop him. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, they've arrived. And then we get into our final battle scene that, once again, takes place at this tree. We go back to it. a special tree. And he does the same. He approaches it, kind of nooks in. Yep. (laughs) Corey, I'm going to sum up the rest of this movie in a paragraph, and I hope you do not mind. Uh, Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so after much ado, Andrew kills Mikael. Kills her dead. Strangles her to death, throws her across the room. She's done. 
well, I will stop you here. Yes. Because you forgot that they remixed the Lord's Prayer for a little bit. They say the Lord's Prayer for so fucking long. <laughs> and I won't interrupt you again, but that no, part, I was like... No, you're absolutely right. They say it for what feels like 10 minutes. And it is... It You know what? It fits this movie. It really fits what's going on. Kills my kills Mikayo. Kills her dead. Uh, and then there's some more dialogue back and forth. Andrew, as Lucifer, pretends to be Mark, but... Julie's not having any of this shit. And, Corey, we should also acknowledge that by this scene, and we're the last five minutes of this movie, Julie has now had ten lines from the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So, basically... she's somehow the protagonist. <laughs> yeah. She's... Listen, Julie's the hero. Julie's the hero. Okay. Me. So, we got Julie, who is also Gabriel. And she basically says, hey, you're not fooling me, asshole. And then does, with their powers combined, <laughs> her, Mikael, and Raphael join together spiritually and shine a light on Andrew, which kills him. <laughs> kills him dead. And then at that point, there's uh, an electric light orchestra that goes yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> And as, as shocking as this movie was to come in, it goes out equally shocking. Credits roll at the Electric Light Orchestra. ELO? <laughs> and yep, ELO. And then that's the movie. Fear yeah. no evil. <laughs> my, so my final four lines while this is happening was... Yes. I said, oh, so Lucifer is a sea monster? <laughs> Somehow. Lucifer is... We got to... Yes. I made the mistake of not commenting on... His Whatever this yeah. prosthetics is, I don't hate it, but at the same time, don't like it. Don't, don't like, like it. it. It's no. not good. No. And he's also adorned with like a lot of little bitty scars and a nice pretty little star on his chest. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Star. Uh, I was like, even when Julie's doing something, she's still wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then as she, as they fight him, I said, the little lasers, they're rejoining. <laughs> And the star on his chest and sparkly explosions. <laughs> <laughs> and let me be honest. Even in Julie's hero moment, she's wallpaper. She's still wallpaper. Yeah, I just love but those little lasers. So she's like holding the god picket. And it's full of light. And every time Andrew tries to move, you just get these little red lasers that shoot at him. <laughs> Straight at that little heart. Straight there. <laughs> so dumb. He's just like, stop it. Stop shooting like, me with those. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's... Listen, that was a movie. That was a movie, Corey. It's quite a movie. Cool. I don't know about you, but I need a quick break, and then we'll come back. How about that? Alrighty. And then we'll score this bitch up and uh, all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all we right. need it. We'll score it and cook it and eat it. All right. Be right back. Welcome back to Judgment. All right. We've spent a long time talking about Fear No Evil. <laughs> but now it's time for us to make some judgments. What do you say, Corey? Ooh, I think it might be just time. I think it's the right time. All right. So 
<laughs> you can tell we're worn out. So why don't we start with best death, Corey, for the awards? What would you say is the best death in this movie? I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to give it to Mark. It's got to be the dodgeball death, it's right? Be Mark, I mean, yeah. It's a great I death. I mean, that is, it's so wild. <laughs> you don't see it coming at all. I'll give it. I'll give a second call out to the demon from the very beginning, which we didn't really talk about. But there's a demon <laughs> woman, and and Raphael just kind of like punches her to death or something like. That. He like basically hits her in the head. The most old man <laughs> yeah. swings I've ever seen. <laughs> so uh, that's that one was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean it's what a way to start the movie. I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to go with the most insane i don't know if that's the right word but out of left field and that's going to be andrew's mom getting blown away by the dad and slinging out the window yeah that's yeah i'll give you that it's a rough one it's a rough one okay so that's best deaths we got so what about uh creep show Corey? who what was the biggest creep show in this movie we were gonna do creep show. I thought yeah. we were just doing final cut and and line. Did you no, say? Corey, we're back on horror movies. How dare it's you? Death How dare you creep. do this? <laughs> Boy, it's almost as if I didn't send you a text. Oh uh, no, I just read. I, I read the three, and I assume one of them was line. Nope. No sir. No, we're sir. gonna do best line. All right. I'll we're do gonna creep do show. it. I'll do creep show too. You do creep show. You just go first. Oh, well, how dare you, sir? <laughs> okay, so I think if I'm gonna have to pick creep show, it's gonna have to go to. I really wish I had something. I just lost it. Yeah, oh, yeah. How's it feel? Hey, hey, Corey. <laughs> you calm it down, man. I actually <laughs> was gonna pull up the text as my receipt. It does say <laughs> creep show in there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, boy, cre- I mean, I know we're going to get to the scores in a minute, but is there anything that was just like, Ugh. you know what, Corey? Corey, I got it. That goddamn dog sacrifice. That was the biggest creep show of this movie. I'll give you that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, again, I was uncomfortable with how good this dog was. Like, yeah. that... That model was insane. And I felt uncomfortable about the entire situation. Oof. I'll yeah. say I'll say Medieval Jail Warden for Biggest Creep Show. With the vomit on With his the pants. With the vomit yeah. on his pants. Yuck. That's pretty creepy. It's <laughs> disgusting. And yeah, creepy. And Good also like it. as a as a two hander, fucking Raphael as like the most ama- like w- pale, crazy looking <laughs> Almost to the point of like he looks blue. He's so pale. Yes, the, yes. the two-hander of Creep Show is that. Mm-hmm. I, I have to agree with you, Corey, one hundred percent. And I think we could give a special award to the fucking creepiness that is the gun molestation scene later on in the movie. Mm. <laughs> Didn't like that either. Didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally, Corey. Mm. This made the final cut? What do you think should have really been cut out of this movie? 
And you can't say all of it. So. No, and I, 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 I certainly, that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. But this is mean. This is mean. Oh, uh, oh, but I'm going to say Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they even bother? Why'd they even bother? I mean, she's, she has 10 lines in this whole movie. She is not a love interest except to Mark, who dies relatively early. Andrew's gay. Tony's gay. <laughs> like, why is she in this? She isn't on board until she just mysteriously is. And then when she is, mm-hmm. doesn't really do much until Mikael dies. And then she all of a sudden controls the power of the light. And then she just rejoins his three and she's kind of not even visible anymore. Yeah, again, her hero moment is spoiled only because she can't do anything. So they're like, okay, we'll help you. Jesus Christ. Finally, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's mean at all. I think it's it's actually a pretty fair point. <laughs> um, mine is the unnecessarily long dialogue scenes that don't really play a big part in this movie. And frankly, kill a lot of 80s horror movies. I mean, it killed whatever momentum you had after, like, the dodgeball and all that shit. Like, it was done after that. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> we get this now. We get a long scene with Julie and Mikhail. Yeah. Cut it out. Get it the fuck out of there. I don't care. No. Um, but, and if that was them trying to show how Julie kind of figures it all out, they, didn't, they almost didn't give enough. <laughs> Listen. It, pointless. <laughs> it was pointless. Yeah. Cut it all out of there. Guys, go back to the drawing room. <laughs> Cut those scenes out. Go all the way back. And you might get a two-star instead of a one-star out of ten. Okay. Well, Corey, now that we've done our awards. Uh, We're doing best Let's jump in. I wrote Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll do two. What's your best I'll do two if you don't have one. I don't. So my second one will be whatever you got. All right. So here's here's yours. Thank you. Is that the very beginning where the first Lucifer turns into the girl and she says... Warm me with your touch, Father. Just really hitting the nail on the head of of creep and also (laughs) implying a lot of implication. Yeah. Like, what? who is she representing? What did this guy do? (laughs) Let's be honest. What what might he have already done? What is he actually in jail for is what we need to ask. You know what? It might not be for killing that guy. (laughs) The other one is just because of of Andrew's delivery – but it's when he's on his kind of pedestal announcing to his zombie horde. He goes, I am the life source. I shall be like the most high. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the way I'm delivering that, how he kind of spaced it like that, yeah. is exactly how he did it. I'll be like, I'll be like the, the most high. high. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to be careful. He'll grow some tits. Yep. So... <laughs> terrible hey great lines Corey. absolutely great lines so let's jump into our scoring categories now what do you say i didn't know we we're scoring this either oh that's okay just remember it's one out of five <laughs> all right so one out of five oh, these were just one-off goofballs <laughs> i think we take them that serious no no the Corey, this is very serious and wait till we calculate it at the end okay <clears throat> so scare factor <laughs> Corey. Between one and five stars, 
Five being the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> what are you giving Fear No Evil in the scare factor category? One. Mm. <laughs> it's not scary. And it's not even played for scare, I don't think. It It's not even... I mean, listen. I think we both can agree that frightening gay kiss in the shower. What, can you imagine how horrible... Uh, yeah, this movie isn't scary, and I, like you said, I don't think it's played for scares. Yeah. I'm also going to give it a one. All right, what about suspense, Corey? Did this movie just have you on the edge of your fucking seat? No. Oh, okay. It, did. it didn't, <laughs> frankly. Um, not in a suspenseful, like, what's going to happen next? I'm kind of more like a, what on earth is happening this currently? <laughs> yeah. So, what am I staring at is yeah. the better question. So uh, so no, no suspense really to, for me. I wasn't like yeah. worried about when they were going to find Gabrielle. I wasn't worried about when Lucifer was going to do his. I was just I was just on the ride. So I won as well. Okay. One, one for suspense. Wow. Sitting going great, Corey. It's not going great at all. That being said, I'm also going to give it a one. Um, it's one of the least suspenseful movies I've ever been in. And I can probably attribute that to, I didn't know a lot of what was happening. So, there's that. Now listen, here's where this thing is going to really pick up some points. Plot slash character. For this movie, Corey, what would you give the plot and the characters? It's a one. The dude. most the most <laughs> developed plot in characters we've seen, right? I mean, this may be the least developed plot I've ever seen. <laughs> and we've seen some yeah. shit. And listen, until this moment, I don't think the writers and director knew what this plot was. Nope. I I even, I think I said before we started, I was like, it sounds like they were trying something. I don't think I believe that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, Corey, you give it a one. Yeah. Um, what about, and that's equally the characters? Yeah. These they, well-developed characters? None of them are good. Andrew Andrew is in, is intriguing, but he's not developed. No. And the rest all suck. All mm-hmm. of them are all terrible. Nobody has a great personality either that I can just swing back to like. Nope. Yeah. Then like a one. Hmm. I'm going to give it a two. Based on... <laughs> just just for some variable? Based on the Dr. Frankenfurter entrance that Andrew makes at the end of the movie with Tony t- with his tits. <laughs> okay. When he shows up in his negligee, I was like, that's fucking... That's pizzazz, at least. There's pizzazz there. <laughs> Again, we're picking up points now. Yeah, but can Corey... you give that point to Andrew... If the next isn't the next category, what's the next category? Uh, well, the character of Andrew okay. is what I'm saying. All His right. character did that. I'll take that. Now, Corey, again, we're pick- going to pick up some points here. How would you describe the acting in this movie? Yeah, why, wow, man? <laughs> <laughs> this movie really is not checking a lot of boxes. I gotta tell you, <laughs> there's no there's no reason for me to give it pity points. The acting is really bad. And when they're trying to act, it's even worse. And when they're trying to overact, it's some of the worst things I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, one. Okay. Well, a one from Corey. 
I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> it's really bad. It's just not so good. Oh, bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so bad. I mean, should I give it a two based on the gym teacher alone? Maybe. He's, but, he's, but he's not good. He's not good. He's not good at all. All right. So one. Uh, all right, Corey, final category. That's going to be the entertainment value. Okay. I was hoping there'd be something mm-hmm. here, some sort of redeeming. I was mm-hmm. like, there's got to be entertainment value. I can give it something. I'm not yeah. going to give it a one. Uh, no. Because I, as crazy as it was and bad as it was, <laughs> there's something there. There's something there's in there. There's something there. There's a gym yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give this a three. I like that, Corey. No, if, I totally agree. If we were drunk and this was on, I'd tune in at a few parts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd be in for it. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to give it a three. I feel you. Uh, there's just certain things in it that's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? Why are you doing that right now? <laughs> Did he just kill his wife? <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. Uh, so entertainment value three. Now, Corey, I imagine you calculated all this for us. Excuse me. Oh, you Okay. <laughs> No, I don't want to Okay, perfect. Well, we don't need to. We do don't calculate head, these. <laughs> no, no, we don't calculate these. So don't sweat it. So who cares what the score is? Bad. Mm-hmm. It's not great. But what we can say is we enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed it. I mean, it's Halloween. Who doesn't love a good horror movie, even when they're bad? That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, Corey, that's it uh, for our little snap judgment session on this uh, beautiful October night. It's stretching well into October morning, and <laughs> we should probably wrap it up, huh? I think so. Okay. Corey, it's, since it's October, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> um, a butthole. <laughs> Again, your favorite word. Your absolute butthole. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, tune in next week. We'll have some sort of Halloween special for you guys again. And uh, for me and Corey, your horror cuck spectaculars, this has been Judgment. Judgment.